man, I'm here, man. Are y'all ready for the fire talk? Low down on the bridge and uplift the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Listen right along. This is straight off the press. The remix fresh with no prior song. Oh. Supplying y'all with the certified thoughtful. Yeah. To give a piece to the piece, it's time to call blow. Yeah. The raspberry wind is straight and flavorful. Insatiable eardrums taste the radio. Here can't be beat the flash you need. Better leave all your doors and all have to weep. Positive or motivational track to see successful guests promote a self masturbate. BlockTalkRadio.com slash the remix. Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Support the sister with a great reason. I must insist, don't miss it this evening. Peace, man. everyone. Hi, it's me, Miss Blue, the Oracle. Now, as you know, we are about to dive into Planet Remix. And as we get ready to get into the cipher, I do want to let you know that it is Planet Remix. And a lot of times we cover adult content. So at this time, if you have anyone who's a minor, I would suggest that you put your headset on or get yourself in a place where you can enjoy your time on Planet Remix. But until then, put the babies out, do what you need to do so we can be responsible while knowing our magic. This show, this information We dive into a lot of things that are adult content. And so, therefore, if you are a minor, I want you to stop what you're doing right now. And I definitely want you to get your parent or your guardian's consent before diving into the remix. Well, enjoy. Enjoy the share. Yeah, and keep knowing your magic. We just got to be responsible while growing up on planet Earth. You could have left you, let's make room to uh, Looking at you, looking back at me huh. A lot of care what your story is If you think you're straight, I got shit to do But those things the way that I'm prone to say The world takes you slow, but that's bullshit I've been here, boy, far hard for the trust All you gotta do is think it's those things did But that's past this, I'm getting past it Lust team, it's pretty hard, I don't take action Maintaining conversation, hard as fuck With these two distractions Reppin' that 305 for the south side You got no time for no bluff tip With your fair shares and your broken heart It's no wonder why you don't trust shit You like fuck this So your heart, it got away, you don't even see justice Working hard at your dead-end job For your aspirations, you must sit uh, huh. But fuck all that reaching, I'm like, it's just killing me soft. Killing me soft. The minute get finished, forgive me, this shit can get costly. Huh. 
some of them passion to just turn fun. For biggest use for these tall macchianos, they do conversations that happen abroad. I pull up in a 93 Toyota, give me with $30 on my car. Using half of that just to make it out of on this game full of fun. Yeah, and I want you, want you, want you. Never had time for the week, so we meet up on a weekend. Shit is looking shallow on the surface, but feel it's getting real when you caught up in the deep end. Standing in your car, hope you listen to what's not late nights. We don't even have a reason. Too afraid to ask if you leaving. I know you got work in the morning, I don't want to keep you out late. Slush shit, feeling like an outbreak. Plus, I keep staying everywhere. Swear to God, no slips, look at sweeter than a pound cake. But I digress. Won't talk about this and that. Past relationships and no strings attached. If you win to that, clearly it's something deeper. He don't even make sense to act like it's anything left. Mentally driving over your distress. So many thoughts on my plate, I got too much to take, but you make me forget and confess. I just got to with my ex. Skeptical about moving on, but shit, I'm so impressed that a nigga will listen to invest. Any and everything in you. Now, shall we continue with this song? Let a nigga know what he in for. Keep it real with me, baby. Even if it hurts, never wanna be the nigga fretting out of limbo. Real though, at least I told you from the start. Playing no fucking games with my heart. So much faith in us together, I hate to see it depart. Yeah. And I want you, want you, want you, want you, want you, want you, Oh my goodness, this is our very first show back. Welcome everyone on in. I am Miss Blue, the Oracle. (laughs) 
of course, host of Planet Remix, joined with Brother Bilal. We want to welcome you guys on in. How's everybody feeling? How are we all doing? Wow. This is our first show for 2022. And I see you guys out there, packed house all over. I do want to go ahead and start out by um, letting you all know. Um, I want to welcome you all in, first of all, and let you know the Blue Room is open. So um, let me give you those cosmic directions so you can find your way on over uh, to the Blue Room. We're actually going to be broadcasting from quite a few places um, around the galaxy tonight. First of all, come on over to the Blue Room. And if you want those cosmic directions, all you have to do is come over to YouTube. And once you get to YouTube, you're going to type in blue, B-L-U-E, that's me, and then Raz, R-A-S, and then Barry, B-E-R-R-Y, and then that is going to get you locked in to the blue room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the magic makers are in the blue room, and uh, it's always lit in the blue room. Uh, and going to make you feel more than welcome uh, to come on in and join us in the Blue Room. Wow. 2022. And then also, let me say this, Astro Magic over on Clubhouse. You guys, we are also going to be broadcasting live from Astro Magic on Clubhouse. And you're more than welcome to join us on Clubhouse as well. Just go to Astro Magic. You will see us there in those cosmic streets over on Clubhouse. And uh, we're going to be there as well. And if you want to get on the phone lines and you definitely want to call in to tonight's show, um, 515-605-9794 is the number to call. And that is going to get you locked in. That's going to get you locked in. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is so good to be back in the house. Now, if you are our international callers and you're out there calling, um, definitely you're going to want to dial the U.S. country code and then dial 515-605-9794, and that's going to get you locked in. But also remember what you can actually do is you can actually um, you can actually go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the remix, all one word. And once you go there, you can actually direct connect and you can chime in. And that's for our international listeners or for those of you out there listening from all over. And by the way, shouts out to all of our international listeners who's listening from all over the world. And I know many of us here that are in the West, right, we're just getting kind of blanketed with a whole bunch of snow and cold weather as well. So definitely Kentucky, Tennessee, everywhere, our family out there, keep yourself safe. Virginia, that whole sort of kind of going up the East Coast there, um, experiencing a lot of that weather um, as well. Mm. So how's everybody feeling? How are we doing? Don't forget to get those likes up, especially those of you in the blue room over on YouTube, um, so our soul tribe can find us and know that we are going live as well. 
Mm-hmm. International shots out. First of all, I want to give a big, big shout out to all of our listeners who are listening in from Canada tonight. I want to welcome you on in. By the way, if you're in the Blue Room, why don't you do this? Why don't you let us know where you're checking in from? What city? What state? What country? You know, where are you representing um, right about now? So definitely want to shout out everyone in Canada getting some of that weather as well, Uh, sending them love and all of our family from Canada checking in, as well as the UK in the building. Welcome on in. I see you. Australia is listening in live. So welcome on in. All of our family from down under. Welcome on in. So good to have you guys joining us in the house tonight. Welcome on in. Ethiopia is in the building representing. That's family. Welcome on in. Good to have you uh, listening in. We also have family from Spain listening in. Welcome on in from Spain. So good to have you. Um, Barcelona as well. And Bermuda is here. Welcome on in Bermuda. So good to have you listening in from Bermuda. We have Nigeria listening in live tonight. I want to say welcome to all of our family listening in. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Japan is in the house tonight. Good to see you listening in from Japan. Sending love to all of our family out that way as well. We have Haiti in the building tonight. Welcome on in. So many of you guys. I'm going to keep checking in with all of our family out there listening from all over and as well as all parts of the U.S. as well. I see you guys. Chi-Town, Buffalo, New York, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Florida is in the building, Montgomery, Alabama is in the building, 321, Florida in the building, we see you, we see you, Washington is in the house, welcome on in, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, (laughs) welcome, welcome everybody on in. Man, listen, 2022, it's here, it's here. And this is our very, very first show coming back. And let me tell you, you don't want to miss this one. You might want to get yourself ready, get yourself nice and relaxed. You you, you, you want to get into these vibes, you want to get into this groove. Yeah. So shouts out to all of our family out there. We're going to do a couple of announcements But no, we're going to get into it. I am so excited. Thank you all for the birthday wishes, the born day wishes. And by the way, let us just take a moment. First of all, happy born day to everyone celebrating a birthday in the month of January. So to all of my January babies out there, happy born day. Yeah, happy born day to us in this month of January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And then we want to definitely send out some blessings and some ashes. Um, as you guys know, we have had several iconic, you know, people pass away and some of our loved ones as well. We've been working with so many of you guys, but we want to send love. Sidney Portier, we want to say Ashe and love to him as he continues on his journey. 
um, famously known for guess who's coming to dinner. Oh, yeah. So I'll shade to him. I'll shade to Betty White and so many others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ashe, yeah, we'll take a moment for all of our ancestors, you know, yeah, it's always good to recognize those that have come before us, our loved ones, yeah, and sending so many blessings and and love and love, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, so welcome on in, soul family. Welcome on in. I, I'm I'm moving at a thousand miles an hour on the inside because <laughs> I'm just so excited. We have a very remix verse that's getting ready to come up, but I want to shout out all of the soul family, the priestess, and um, the priestess to all of the divine priestess. Sending them so much love, so much light to all of you as you continue with all of your all of your work. And oh, by the way, soul magic. We're gonna have something coming up, workshop specially for you on Sunday, Brother Bilal and myself. So be on the lookout for that. And then definitely gotta do this. I got to ring the bell for self-invested. And so, of course, self-invested class will be in session tomorrow. And I know you got the homework. I know you got the homework ready. And we ready for you. So, yeah. So, if this is your very first time listening in, let me be the first to say welcome. Welcome to Planet Remix Online International Radio Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome on in. Mm-hmm. Woo! Listen, we're going to get ready to listen to some Baby Blue. And then we're going to talk for a little bit because there's a lot going on in the astro realm. But don't worry. We're going to be talking about this. We'll have some time to talk about this. But we're going to listen to some Baby Blue. And by the way, my daughter, Baby Blue, she's in the building. White Silver is in the house. Um, I think she's checking in from all platforms. So um, we want to give her a shout out. But let's listen to some Baby Blue as we continue here live on Planet Remix. Oh, my goodness. It's 2022, y'all. La, 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 the Remix. Hey, this is Baby Blue. And remember, if nothing else moves you, life will. Mm, Say it with me. If nothing else moves you, life will. If nothing else moves you, life will. Well, if nothing else moves you, life will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag facts. Hashtag facts. So, the first thing I want to tell you, first of all, let me say this. I got to get this out because I've been holding this for a good moment. We have something really, really big happening, and we've been talking about this for quite a while. But I want you guys to know, let me tell you something. We're going to be kicking off something so powerful, so, so powerful. 
And it kind of takes me back to when I did Brother Bilal's Akashic Record Reading, which now I don't even know how many years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, whenever it was um, at that particular time. And during that Akashic Record Reading, one of his past lives that were mainly coming up for this time was a past life when he was connected to a very, very significant and key point in this history of the world. It changed, and that was, wait for it, the Renaissance. And his connection, we've talked about this. Some of you who are OG Planet Remix, you remember about his connection with the Medici family. And he was a part of the Medici family of the Renaissance. Listen, and many of you that I've done Akashic Record readings were a part of the movement. And so for the last couple of years, we've been talking about how we're entering into this new period of the Renaissance. Y'all ain't ready for this. Well, it's here, and we're not riding cosmic waves anymore. We are creating cosmic waves. And so we will be kicking off spiritual renaissance that is happening. We are about to witness something so great. And we are about to kick off the spiritual renaissance. Know that every new world is ushered in at a renaissance. And it all starts with the arts. With the arts. It starts with the arts. That's why, let me tell you, (laughs) oh my goodness, you can't make this up when things are in divine alignment. I could say so much, but I will say this. So what a better way than to kick off the very first show coming back into 2022 with a great artist. With the great artist. Let me tell you, the brother that's going to be coming on tonight is definitely one to watch. One to watch. And many of you are familiar with him as well. But if you're not familiar with him, let me tell you, grab you something to drink. You know, if you call, get a blanket, <laughs> sit up straight because you're in for something truly, truly extraordinary. And I don't say that lightly. You are in for something truly, truly extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And so the song of tonight is by our guests. It's by our guests. Now, for many of you, this song is not a remix first. We've played this song before. You guys know how connected we are to the vibrations, the frequencies, and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And this kicked off something so significant, so many of you, because you were telling me and Brother Bilal when we did one-on-one sessions with you, you were leaving comments about this and even on the show. Mm -hmm. So this is so fitting for this moment because this is what we all have been striving, striving to be. So let's get into it. And then we're going to talk some more and we're going to, we're going to dive into what our guests and I'm going to share some more things um, as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Jealousy ensues, but I choose to understand. I sit slow, think slower. Because people are to judge when they barely even know you. Let me say that again. I sit slow, think slower. Because people are to judge when they barely even know you. What's never used to rock soldiers. Hot boys said it popped in front of Noya. I need a project chick from the corner. Cause I had a friend, she was like Tandy, but then I used to buy blow pops from the corner. Valentine cards, milk money by the quarter. That's why now with dumb girls, Tandy by the fit, 20 pump sticks, condoms, and recorders. Fucking out of spite, kind of sorta. Got engaged, now I'm thinking about a daughter. Spend a lot of time even though I can't afford her. Please keep it coming with the brown water. Please. Back when I had plans to be in hope, going for a change for the quarter waters. When I was naive to these things. I really want to follow what my heart shares. Money ain't a thing till it's not dead. Bitches ain't shit till you need a queen. And niggas all the same till you meet a king. You know what you need when you're dead broke. You know what you want when you see the dream. All I want to do is be the best for me. All I want to do is be the best for me. All I want to do is be the best for me. All I want to do is be the best for me. Best for me, best for me. Up drunk on a late night. Two shots out from a Drake line. Nigga, I remember those days when I used to bump day and night. Scott said I was on my own. Since then, I've been on my own. Nah, nigga, nah, nigga, I ain't never had my fucking hand out. A bunch of mistakes in my past trying to stick to a plan route. But that's like my nigga, sometimes shit just don't pan out. No, lately I've been trying to bite my tongue. Dog, I've been in a fight so long, so long, so long, so long, so long for myself. Me and me on the wall, why is it always an act to attack myself? I be used to little sex for the wealth, but I'm too afraid to ask for the help. Still a bit to the past, and it's felt like way too strong. I don't ever want to wait too long, but I know it's my... Hold on, know you're wrong, gon' get yourself, baby. Hold on, know you're wrong, just don't lose yourself, baby. Hold on, know you're wrong, love won't ever fall. Late night, 
Can't stay for the day, ma. Gotta catch a red eye, baby, stay fly. 2020 tunnel vision through the hate, ma. Intuition got me feeling like Drake, ma. Circumstances I've been slipping over fake knives. No patience, but I think I think too much. Still. I think I lack confidence. Still. I think I want prominence. Dominance. Good lies, you get common sense, but that sucks for me. All I wanna do is be the best me. All I wanna do is be the best me. All I wanna do is be the best me. All I wanna do is be the best me. Best me, best me. Oh my goodness, you guys. I want to just take this moment to welcome, welcome a remix first. Let's welcome Savan LaCue to Planet Remix. Yeah, we want to welcome him on in. Let me see. He is on. <laughs> let's see. Let's see if he can unmute the mic here. There we go. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh. Uh, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, so good to have you in the house. And I want to make sure um, everyone can hear you. So I'm just going to do a brief sound check and make sure that all systems are go. Because we're kind of broadcasting from quite a few places right about now. Um, but All right, cool. Every, Sounds good to me. Everything is good to go. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome on in. Brother Bilal is with us as well. Um, but I want to welcome you on in. And, uh, oh, my goodness, can we talk about it? Can we talk about you for just a moment? Um, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. And um, very big thing of yours. I don't even know if fan is the is is the right word to say. Um but um uh you are definitely a true Renaissance man. And um I'm finding out, you know, here's the crazy thing and I know we talked a little bit about this. I'm finding out more about you from everyone who listens to Planet Remix. Like they're going all the way back to your roots. Um <laughs> So I, I want to start kind of there. And the first thing I want to kind of do coming out the box is I want to talk about you. Let's start with you because you're just so interesting to me. And like I said, a true Renaissance man, even though you're quite young, someone would say, would, would, would you not say? I mean, I still think I'm young, so I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, I would say I'm young. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm hitting, um, I feel like I'm starting to hit the the prime years. You know, I won't even say prime, like the beginning of the prime years. I feel like, you know, at thirty thirty one, it's like okay, I can. I feel like my thirties are basically like, oh, let's do your twenties again, but you know, without let let's like see if you can learn from them. You know what I mean? So right. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. say I'm. I could say I'm still young for sure. Yeah. So let me ask you: Do you consider yourself to be MC, a lyricist? How do you sort of define that title of yourself, of how you see yourself, and and and, and just you overall? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely would say when it comes to the art, I'm a writer first. Mm. Um, yeah, like, I, I before I was a, before I started rapping, I, I was writing, like, short stories and, and um, comics and whatnot. So I always knew that I had, like, a knack for narrative. Yeah. Um, and then once I started rapping and, and writing lyrics, uh, MCing became really important to me. So um, be a writer first. Um, and, and MC second, and then I'm an artist, I would say, like right wow. after that, you know, wow. but I, I always, always give my credit to, to the pen before the expression for sure. Oh, okay. I love that. That's powerful. So, so let's start there. I think that's a great one. Tell me about your childhood. Where'd you grow up? Where you're from? You know, uh, talk about that a little bit. For sure. Um, so I'm from Miami, Florida originally. Uh, born, yeah, born and raised in Miami, Florida, um, 1990. Uh, I grew up in, I grew up on County Line Road. So it's right mm. between, it's basically like the breaking point between Broward County and Dade County. So I kind of got like the best of both worlds. I knew how things were in deep Miami, but I also knew how things were once you kind of escaped Miami and went up a little bit more um, more north into the Broward ter- Territory. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'm an island boy for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let me ask you, do you have any roots outside of Miami? Um, I kind of get a Haitian vibe from you. Yeah, so um, my father, my father's father, well, my grandfather on my dad's side, I've never met him, but um, yeah. he's he's Haitian. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely Haitian, but I actually didn't realize I was Haitian until I want to say maybe like five years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, my, I, it was like common fact to my mom and I think I just brought it up. I was like, Hey man, am I Haitian? You know what I mean? And, like inquiring about my, um, just like, you know, my roots and trying to have more of a relationship with my mother as yeah. we were kind of repairing things. He was like, Oh yeah, you know, your dad is that Haitian. And I was like, all right, well. <laughs> You know, all this time I could have <laughs> been in Wow. Yeah, because Haitian, you know, the, the, the uh, Haitian community in Florida is thick. Yeah. So yes. I never really identified because I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not Haitian. And I kind of missed all that wave. So mm. I'm definitely super late. I'm like, I'm, an, I'm Americanized as hell and, you know, it is what it is. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that happens with many of us. Um, I want to take a step back. I want to talk about your writing. Um, because you said you always give credit to the pen first, and um, writing uh, is so important to you, and you wrote comics. And what age did you start writing? When, when, did, you, when did you realize that there was, you had something to express or something to say, or maybe you didn't think of it that way, or maybe it was just your imagination? You kind of give me that vibe as really, really being – super clairvoyant like you see somebody else can see <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I think for sure um I think for sure for me it was my imagination I just really like uh creating things that you know you could follow you mm. know what I mean I think um I didn't really re- I'm not it's funny enough like I wasn't a big reader but for some reason, like, I, lo- I loved characters and I loved movies. So mm. I-, I felt like I had this inclination to just start writing comics at the age of seven. Wow. And I would, like, draw and kind of – I can't even remember what they were called. But um, that kind of turned into, like, short stories. Like, I'd, I'd get, like, whole composition books and yeah. start drafting up these, like, stories about um, 
uh, like uh, like famous people, you know what I mean? Like Ja Rule was really hot around that time, and Bow Wow was really hot around that time. So I would yeah. get all these guys and start like creating these uh, narratives, and I would pass them around to my friends, and they would love it and want to like read them. And I remember like my my teachers at that time were like really into my narratives, and mm. so that was kind of like I didn't really think too much of it. Um, as much as I thought it was just a cool thing to do to pass the time. I really right. like creating stories. So that was like my first spark for sure. I love that. The pen is definitely mightier than the sword. So let me ask you this. Um, top three favorite comics growing up. Was it comics that really got you or was it was it um, cartoons? It cartoons for sure. Comics I wasn't really into, which is funny, funny enough, right? Like <laughs> I was... <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't care really about comics. Like, I wasn't out here, like, going to the comic store. But, you know, comic strips were, like, the – I felt like that was the natural thing for me to do, mm-hmm. um, what I had. But I was more of a cartoon guy, for sure. Yeah. So top three cartoons growing up that, you know, is one of those things, you know, were you were you serial? Um, were you a serial kid? Um, or um, – were you kind of like the snack kid in cartoons, you know? Cartoons, you kind of got to have a vibe to go with it. Or the candy kid in the in the cartoon. What was that like? Uh, for me, it was definitely uh, cereal, Shasta Kendrick. You know, cartoons <laughs> and cereal. Um, no doubts about it. My top three uh, cartoons were definitely Ed, Ed, Eddie, mm. um, Hey Arnold, and I want to say... Uh, I want to say, I guess I want to say, um, I want, I, I guess I want to go with rats, maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, but like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I want to go with, I guess, I guess I want to go with rats for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. red rats, the red rats. And don't mind the noise. We love the ambiance, right? Yeah, <laughs> man. It's, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out here in the trenches, man. I ain't going to hold you. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. We know life is happening, and it's happening real. So um, so those are your top three. Um, and you put the Rugrats there. I love the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm not, like, I, it's funny enough because, like, um, I, you know what? I'm not going to put Rugrats. I'm going to take it out because, like, as a kid, because cause I'm not, you know, I'm gonna, I ain't going to hold you. Like, yeah. as a kid, yeah, it's cool, but, like, it didn't really travel with me in my soul. Like, I, uh, I guess I would say, I guess I'd say Dragon Ball Z for sure. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Hey Arnold, and, um, and um, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Those are my okay. top three for sure. Top three. Top three. And those three kind of stuck with you. Stay with yeah. you kind of today. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Stay with you today. Mm-hmm. So you went from the cartoons. What kind of things did you do um, when you were a kid? Did you play any sports? You know, did you, you know, do any other activities? What kind of things? Were you a computer geek? You know, <laughs> what kind of things? Um, for me, I think the the first, I mean, the only really pastime I had was maybe like basketball. I think um, basketball was like a thing for me for a while, especially like when N one started popping up. It was like, hey, yo, can you do the tricks off the head? And you know, mm-hmm. you, it, that was like a real thing um, yeah. actively um, from a sports standpoint. But um, outside of that, I was, I think once I started writing and then um, really getting into like rapping, like that really became like the 
the the huge focal point of like what I did as a kid for sure. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. so a lot of it was really just writing. Like I like I'd hang out with friends here and there, but most of the time I'd be going like going back home and just writing, like trying to get my pen right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were doing this starting at the age of seven, so seven, yeah. seven on up. Okay, so and and I'm asking this. This is important because we know the foundation of, you know, our foundation of where we're growing up. This is where our perspectives are built, you know, and our imagination starts, begins to start being activated, you know. Yeah. So I, I really want us to kind of dive in here. So let me ask you this. Take us back seven years old. Top three favorite artists. At seven years old, man. At that time. <laughs> at that time. At seven seven years old, I couldn't even tell you my top three uh-huh. favorite artists. Because mm. I was like, I was discovering like, I think I I think my first rap was like, right after I heard the Roots and um. Oh wow. And uh, Erica Badu's "Baby You Got Me" because like in the hood. Mm. I didn't have cable, so they had the Box Music Channel in Miami. Yes, and yes. so they'd play like the they play like the same twenty five music videos over and over. Wow! And so maybe you got me really like struck with me. I didn't really understand what they were talking about at all, but it seemed like it was important. And the video was like <laughs> really serious. You know, it was a bunch of dead people around. I was like, yo, this got to be something insane. Like, <laughs> I was like these people got to talk about something. And, like something revolutionary. Wow. And um, I don't even know what I was talking about at the time. I wrote something very wild. Mm. Um, I'd mm. say around 11 is when I started really kind latching on to like it. MCs. Yeah, those. I can give you my top three at 11. Yes, yes. Sure. Let's do that. Let's go to go to there. Yeah. At 11 years old, my top three were Ja Rule, mm. Nas, Who? and um, probably for probably Bow Wow. Mm, yeah, Bow Wow is highly influential, man. Yeah. Like, he used to vote at that point, yeah. man. Like, Young Bull just out here, mm-hmm. you know, selling out arenas. Like, he was like kids Love who rapped, like, mm-hmm. you know, dreams. So, yeah. yeah, those were my three. Ja Rule, everybody, we know Ja Rule, you know? Yeah. And, and of course, Nas. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. Bow Wow. So, so Ja Rule, Nas, and Bow Wow, at what age, and, and I'm asking, you know, um, at what age did you say to yourself, did, it, did the realization hit you, like, I want to do this? Um, I think it was, like, varying degrees. I think at 11, I dived in more. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to be more of, like, a, like, a, like, I'm going to dedicate myself more to this. So I guess, like, 11, but i say, like, 15 was when I really made, a like, a firm decision where I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, pursue this and I'm going to go after this, um, like, with intensity. Like, I'm going to try to make this a real reality and make money from it and get a record deal, quote, unquote, you know, the whole nine. Um, so I'd say, like, it was two steps. Like, 11 was, the, was me dedicating and 15 was me, like, deciding. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I love and dedicating. And, the, and, you know, here's something else. These three artists are so totally different in their style. Like, each one of them, they're so 
people different. You look at Ja Rule and, you know, you look, look at that whole kind of like flavor he brings to the table. And, of course, Nas, you know, just coming up just was a beast you know, coming out with all of his music and then Bow Wow, you know, being so young starting because he started pretty young as well, too. It's interesting because as I go through my mind and I, as a music connoisseur and think about all of the artists and people I know, there's not one person that I could say your music is like. I appreciate that. That's, that's really beautiful. I really you do. know, you know how I always try to match people up and you be like, oh, you know, he's kind of like, or she's kind of like, or they're kind of yeah. like, like you, there's no, and, and that's what really drew me in. So authentic, um, so raw. You know, and so yeah. original. Mm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that yeah. You me. you have a very very distinct, unique sound. Like it's distinct. It's so unique. Uh, very original. Very 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 different. Very different. So, what do you think you contribute that to after listening and being a part? of hearing so much because you grew up in a time where things were becoming more accessible. We had television and that you can listen to, you know, of course. And then we had sort of the iPods at first come out, the iTunes, you know, the little, um, you know, we had uh, concerts that were going up. Um, And, I mean, still, you were still young. I mean, 11 or 15 is still very, very young, and you're getting kind of bombarded with not just the whole hip-hop and music culture, um, but just culture itself. You know what I mean? Uh, When the world is really taking off with a whole movement, you know? Mm -hmm. How how were you able to, to navigate your way? So... Maybe a better question will be this. What was the first thing that you wrote that when you looked at it, when you went back over it, and, and, and we're going to talk music first. We'll, we'll go back to the stories, but you wrote it and you thought, wow, this is good. This is good. Man. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I think I had that moment maybe at like I want to say maybe thirteen. Mm. Um, I I remember around that time I would I I had started emulating my favorite rappers, so um I wanted to like write like them. Mm. Um, and I would like I think the first thing that I really did was I was rapping over Nas's No Ideas Original. Oh yeah. And um, I was like. I was trying to follow like his syllables to a T, like with every bar, but like just putting in my own raps. And um, I can't, I, I will never remember what I wrote, <laughs> but I remember like, I do remember rapping that to myself constantly and then being like, oh, I'm nice. Like I can do this. Like this is something that like, if like I used to listen to that song and be like, man, this dude Nas is like the best rapper of all time. Like if I can do something that kind of sounds like this, then 
I know I'm I know I got I can do this. And um mm. once I started once I did that rap it was like, Oh, I think I can I think I could really do this mm-hmm. like for real. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like um self affirmation. It's not it wasn't that I didn't like what I was doing before, but that was the first thing that really was like where I, I was really like validating myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So is that when you knew you had the gift? Or you kind of was just confident that you could do it? Um, I kind of was just confident that I can do it. I mean, I wanted to do it. Um, I, I, I never really, yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily a thing about confidence as much as it was about desire. Mm. Who was the first like, person you told you shared it with? Uh, in terms of the rap or just the dream? The rap, yeah. Uh, the rap, I think the first person I really shared it with, uh, I don't even know if I shared it. I mm. think around that time, well, not to say that I wasn't rapping, because, I mean, I remember, like, sixth grade, you know, the first thing I was doing was, like, going into rap battles, because around that time, 8 Mile was, like, popping, right? So yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was, like, the number one movie. So, of course, everybody wanted to start battle rapping around that time. So, yeah. you know, fresh into junior high, like, I was I was battling people. Mm. So, um, it wasn't that I never really wanted to show anybody, but, I mean, I was writing raps, like, every day. Mm. So, I, I didn't rap everything to anybody. I don't even think I rapped that to anyone. Mm. I think I was just, I just kept it to myself, and I would recite it to myself. Mm-hmm. And so, were you still writing your stories as well? Were you rapping, writing stories? Do you think it was like that that creative spark that had hit you at that time? Or were you focused solely at 13, just on the lyrics? I was writing stories uh, in, in junior high, too. I think what ended up happening, though, was um, I think around that time, like, my stories were, like, super explicit. So, like... <laughs> I think I, I remember at lunch, I had this composition book. So the composition book was going everywhere. Right. Like, like one person had it, another person read it, another person was reading it. Um, and it was just a thing. And I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, all right, bet. I guess they really like, they like what's, what they're listening to. And then one of the guidance counselors came and just swooped it. Wow. And then all of a sudden I had to go to the principal's office and, it was just like, you know, what are you, you know, what are you doing thinking, writing about content like this? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yo, like, so what, do you what was to do? it? I mean, come on, come on. What was it? Tell it. Have you ever published any of those things? Nah, it was like, it was literally just me writing about famous people and like, and really wild, like, plots. Like, you know, I would put like, yo, Terror Squad, I got a problem with. Murder Inc. and you know Shanti dealing with you know Nell. It was just a whole thing. Like I was just creating like this like like my fan like real fantasy pop rap. Wow. Like, you know narratives. Um and like there were sex scenes and shootouts and you know breakups and like really like mess like just drama like really wow. like drama porn and um. They just weren't with that, man. You know what I mean? Oh, my but, gosh. I mean, you know. I would have loved to, <laughs> loved to. So, so, so here's the question, because like I said, I can see in your energy, you're, you're, you're super clairvoyant, right? Like that is um, something that takes most people a lifetime to develop. And here you are in junior high, you're doing this. 
Now, I want you to think back. I want you to take a moment, Savan. I want you to take a moment, think about it. Did any of that shit ever come true that you wrote? Did you ever look back and say, oh, some of this is... Man, um... <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. If, if any of that came true, then, man, you know... Life is way crazier than I thought. <laughs> I was writing like really like I was rapping like I was I mean not rapping I was writing about like Fat Joe having shootouts with Ja Rule, and I'm like you know they're friends like they just had a right. versus so right. I'm like if that really happened that's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know I'm not entirely sure I can't remember a lot of those plots mm-hmm. quite honestly. Um, Do you still think, have it? Do you still have those books like a lot of those? Not even, like, I remember um, a lot of them were confiscated. Mm. And I think, like, my teachers were, like, well, not my teachers, but my guidance counselors at the time were, like, you know, if you write these again, you know, you'll be suspended from school. <laughs> and that was really it. That was honestly it. That's when I stopped writing short stories. I mm. was like, oh, all right, well, mm. I'm going to mm. just do these raps then, you know, because wow. I ain't trying to be suspended. You know, I go home, I got suspension. It was just a rap for the kids. <laughs> yeah, so were your parents strict? Was your mother strict on you? Nah, my mom, um, my mother wasn't disencouraging, but she wasn't encouraging either. She was just, she just had her rules. You know, it's like, y'all don't come here with any drugs, don't get anybody pregnant, and don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you can, you know, stay away from those things, then, you know, you know whatever it is that you want to do, go ahead and figure it out. Wow. So she let me do a lot of things um, pretty early. Like, I remember I wanted to sign to this uh, up and coming record label back in like back when I was 12 and so I was rocking with like a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds going to the studio writing raps and recording them um, and yeah. she let me do that you know I'd be out doing photo shoots at like 12pm like she really let me rock and I was wow. a kid you know so she really let me just figure it out she wasn't really like I'm gonna support you and make and hold you down during this but she didn't stop me either she didn't stop you wow yeah. wow that's powerful so when did you break the rules um <laughs> oh, man so are we talking about at home or are yes, we talking at about home. when did you um, break the rules at home i mean man I, I think i really started breaking the rules probably uh Probably around 15, 16. I don't even know if it was much breaking the rules as much as me and my mom started beefing. Mm-hmm. You know, because my mom didn't really, my, mom, my mom's rules were pretty, like, like, I wasn't out here doing anything wild. I wasn't out here, like, yeah. like I, was, I was really abiding by, like. So no drugs. You wasn't doing yeah, any wasn't, drugs. Yeah, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't a drinker. I didn't party. Um, I didn't go out like that. I no stealing. No thugging. Nah, I wasn't. Yeah, stealing gave me too much anxiety. I was like, I ain't trying. I can't. Like, I'm way too nervous for stealing. I didn't have like the the I didn't have the coldness for that. Uh-huh. So we were beefing very, very hard, man. Uh-huh. We were going, we were really going at it. Um, at a certain point. And and and, um, and what were you beefing over so much? A lot of it had to do with um with money and my mother just really being on her own. Um, you know, my father was like pretty inconsistent. Uh, on again, off again, very functional, drug addict, mm. but um, also very, like, smart and wise. Like, I get a lot of my swag from my father. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't in a position to really be a father, 
and that's just what it was. Um, and so my mom felt a lot of that weight. And she was also in a relationship with somebody who also wasn't pulling his weight. Um, he wasn't a terrible person, but he also just wasn't, he didn't exude the best qualities of a man either. Like, uh-huh. he didn't really hold things down. It's just a lot of excuses. So I think my mom, my mom had, like, had me and my little brother. So a lot of our beefs became about money and what I'm doing with the money that I'm making because I was working at the time. Uh-huh. Um, Where were you working at? I was working at Outback Steakhouse. Around hey, that time. shout out yeah, to I was, Outback. <laughs> yeah, I was a busboy. I was getting it going. You know what I mean? And um, it was around that time. So a lot of our issues were really just around, like, money and uh, how much I was getting, how much she wanted. Um, uh-huh. just, a lot, just a lot going on around that time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So you're you're basically at 12 years old. Picture... Picture shoot, just imagine doing a photo shoot. I'm thinking as a mother, a 12-year-old out at midnight doing a photo yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah, man, I was wild, and I don't know why she let me do that. I ain't oh, gonna my goodness. I, I ain't going to hold you. She let me rock, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was out there. Wow. <laughs> I was getting it cracking. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we, we, we moved past that. So you're... You're working at um, Outback Steakhouse. You beefing with your mama. Yeah. Uh, uh, you still trying to get those stories out at school. Uh, yeah. You battle rapping whenever you get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So are people calling you? Are they like, yo, so-and-so? <laughs> so around this time, I think um, I started around, I think high school was when um, I started like recording music mm. and I stopped battle rapping. I got like embarrassed in a battle one day. Like it, it was so bad. Like I lost so bad that I was just like, yo, I'm just going to make music and try to get it on CDs. So that was that. So I stopped mm. battling after that. Mm. Um, so I started making music with my friend who had a studio at his crib. And so every day it would be like leave school, go to the studio, record, or try to figure out how to record. Uh-huh. And um, if it wasn't that, I was going to work. So around that time, there weren't like a lot of calls, but I was definitely trying to create mixtapes and saving up enough money to do distribution, get CDs made, and I would sell them for like a dollar around high school. And yeah. that's how I started getting like my buzz around. And that uh-huh. was really, really like the, that was like the beginning stages of um, kind of like solidifying a name for myself. Yeah. And what year was this? It's like 2000. Five. So this is like hype mixtape era. Mm, like Wayne yeah. is the king. You know, oh, Wayne yeah. is the oh, number yeah. one guy. And the um, you know what I mean. Like the and uh, the punchline rappers were really big around this time. So mm. this was um, like mixtapes were your way out. And I think that Piff was just starting to like come on like to a certain uh, degree. So I would put my stuff on that Piff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I want to kind of, and, and thank you for that. That was really, really good. So you and your mom beefing, I want to go back to that because I'm kind of seeing a little pattern here, but I want to I wanna ask you about this. Did you feel like um, you were under pressure to have money and to make money? Do, do you feel that, that that would really interfere with your creativity? Did you kind of get a sense of that, like, during that time? 
Yeah, like um, it's like Pitbull said, you know, money is a major issue. You know, like, okay. and, that, and it wasn't just with my mom either. It was like, you know, the neighborhood. Um, Miami is just a very weird place where, <clears throat> you know, the the dynamics of the economy were so, like, night and day. Like, it was beautiful, and you had all these luxurious things around, but then also right around the corner was poverty. Mm. So it was like, it's such a weird dynamic because I, I'm not used to just being in the hood and being broke. I'm used to being in the hood, being broke, and then like around the corner, it's like mansions and yachts and waterfalls. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it was really just like a, it was really just a, 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 a like a, it really messed with my psyche. And then my, with my mom, it was definitely like super pressure. Right. So 100%. Like, it was just pressure all around. It was uh-huh. pressure from your peers. Uh-huh. Um, if you weren't, if you weren't fresh, you were a dope boy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, right. so it was, right. It was just like if you didn't have money, you really didn't have much of uh, anything going for you. Right. And my mom kind of made that clear. It wasn't important to me, but it was a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I wanna I wanna kind of uh, show you sort of this pattern. Um, because your life, you know, I'm looking at it. I kind of see it like a little story here. And so you're writing these stories these amazing stories and you know everybody is excited to see what you're bringing to school uh you get threatened with hey we catch you with these explicit stories you're going to get suspended you stop writing yeah you're in a rap battle everything's going well you spitting lyrics you're doing your thing you get embarrassed you stop battling absolutely you see yeah. Did you have you noticed that, or is that um, no? <laughs> in my, in my, in my, yeah, in my shot. I've recently been doing shadow work and uh, the stop and go. Like, what age do you go to where you like shut everything out? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like absolutely, one hundred percent. Like it's it's very recent. Um, like I'm I'm I very much have had like that. Your anchor iron fist, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, all right, I guess I'm not doing that anymore, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about that dark night of the soul in a minute, but I, I, I kind of want to go through this. So were you primarily just doing your own thing? Were you like a solo guy, solo, you know, dude, or were you in a group? Did you have like your whole little crew you was hanging out with, or how was that? I definitely had a crew of guys that I would always rap with, uh-huh. um, and that's how I sharpened my sword. Um, so when I stopped battling, um, I, I started, like, just getting into ciphers. And uh-huh. so I would write raps, and I would have, like, friends that we would, like, sharpen our swords with. Um, and, I, and I started getting more into just recording because I was like, okay, well, I got to start making songs. Right. You know what I mean? I can't just be the guy that knows how to rap. Like, I got to start making songs if I want to make this a reality. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most and, part, like, well, I let me ask you, let me, home. let me ask you, because it's interesting you say that. You said you got to start making songs yeah. if you're going to do this. What influenced you to, you know, because, you know, often when we think about, okay, so when we're thinking about lyricists, rappers, MCs, most of them are not thinking about songs. Yeah. Did this influence come from Drake? Nah, not at all. Uh-huh. Um, this came right, I mean, this came around like 
I remember like 2005, 2006, it, it really came from like Jay-Z and Lupe Fiasco. Because mm. um, yeah, Jay-Z, Jay-Z was just a great, I mean, I started becoming a really big Jay-Z fans, fan around that time. Right. Um, I discovered like Reasonable Doubt. Like, mm. I, I mean, I remember like, I always knew Jay-Z was around because like, he was just, there was always a Jay-Z song on the radio. Yeah. I never really cared for Jay-Z. I wasn't like, you know, singing I knew all the lyrics to, you know, give it to me, but yeah. I didn't care about the song. It was just because I knew all the lyrics. <laughs> like, they play this song all the time. Right, right. But it wasn't until, like, the Black Album where I was like, oh, this is great. And then yeah. Reasonable Doubt was when I was like, oh, this guy's a genius. Right. And um, I think, like, hearing him and how he made records, I was like, oh, okay, well, I got to know how to make a song because this is the next step of just being great. I wanted to be great. And then mm. yeah, guys like Kanye West who were coming around and making oh, yeah. really great records. Yeah. But Lupe, for me, was the guy that was like, oh, I got to really start making songs. Mm. Like, and you know, I have to. The first time I got introduced to Lupe was before he kind of blew up. And matter of fact, didn't Jay-Z sign Lupe? Yeah, he, and he, so there you go. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was already a Jay-Z fan. Yeah. And then, you know, they were like, oh, yo, this is, the guy that Jay-Z's co-signing is singing, like, the next great MC lyricist. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, he was just, you know, Lupe to me was, like, the first guy that was being, that that was being himself in a way that was not like everyone else at the time. Like, I, I love Jay-Z, but I couldn't relate to Jay-Z. You know, Why not? Why did you feel you couldn't relate to who? Hope. I mean... Those sto- because those stories were like insane you know what i mean it was like (laughs) i mean i'm a brooklyn girl i'm from brooklyn i'm from the you know me and jay-z was born in the same hospital so i get it but 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 tell me why you feel you couldn't really you felt like you felt like y'all were was it the age or was it the fact of just where he was from did it have to do what was it you know i mean it was just like it was his story, where he was from, what he went through. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm 16. I don't know what it's like to be shot at. Um, I don't sell crack. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not riding in Bentleys. You know, I, you know, like, I can marvel at you, and I right, can be right. enamored by your... Like, I was enamored by Jay-Z. I, I loved, like, where, right. I loved his story, but I couldn't relate to him. I was like, bro, I don't... I'm not going through any of this. But it wasn't just him. That's everybody. I couldn't relate to Nas. Like, mm. I was spitting them lyrics. I'm like, bro, I don't know what it's like uh, to yeah. to see my best friend die in front of my apartment building. Right. You know. That was like, a different era. It was a different era. Now, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, my introduction with Lupe was through a poet. And the poet would always, he was a poet, and I can't think of the brother's name, forgive me. It'll come back to me. I actually did an interview with him, and he would always say when he would get ready to get off, he was like, yo, check out Lupe Fiasco. You guys got to check him out, because he was kind of underground then. And then he kind of, you know, rose to the top. And so I want to ask you a question. We're going to get to Lupe, but how connected are you to the underground rap scene? Um, uh, pretty, I would say pretty well. I mean, there's people who know, there's people, man, who know, like, stuff that I'm just like, yo, it's not going to happen. But, like, for for me, like, my heart really began going towards, like, the underground once I started getting to Nas, because Nas was, like, the first lyricist I really got into. Yeah. 
and then like that kind of opened me to like getting super into like most stuff and then right. I was going oh, to yeah. Common and then the, yeah. and and then the next tier was like Cannibal Ox and Jean Grey and Jedi Mind Tricks and, mm. you know like so I know like what I'm, about I'm Tech pretty, Nine? I wasn't a Tech Nine fan. Mm. I knew about him though, but mm. I wasn't a big Tech Nine fan. I was just kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. like I I respect it, but. I wasn't I wasn't big on tech like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, loved him though. Like love like respect like what he does, but I wasn't like I he didn't connect with me like how a Gene Gray connected with me or gotcha. how um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Cer- certain people just kind of struck a chord more with me. Yeah. I love that. So, um let's I want to talk about something. Uh I want to talk about the genius of Quest and uh you know funny story i want to i want to tell you how i found out about some of your earlier works um you know we were we were sharing with everyone you know and i was sharing with brother Bilal's son uh derek i was sharing with him we were sharing with him that you were coming on the show and we kept saying you know here comes you know we're going to have um this MC, come on, this rapper, this brother, his music, off the chain, you know, Savon LeCue is coming on. And uh, he was like, yeah. So Brother Bilal was like, well, let me send you some of his music. And when we sent it, he was like, yo, <laughs> this is Quest. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? This is Quest. Of course I know who he is. And he started going back. He was like, yeah, and then, you know, talking about some of your, you know, earlier works, and he was like, yeah, searching for Sullivan, and, you know, the, you know, the genius of Quest, and, you know, he's the one who brought us to the Quest. Yeah, So That's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you've done so much work, you know, that... Um, it, it's amazing, you know, you've done so much work and so much work that's under Quest. Let's talk about what brought you to Quest. And and, and for those of you who may not know, um, your former MC handle, your name, Quest, Q-U-E-S-T, yeah. Quest. So talk about Quest. How did Quest come to be? The genius uh, of Quest. Let's talk about it. Uh, um, I Quest for me was um <clears throat> was like a derivative of my last name Le Q. So I was going by like Lil Q like when I was like 11 or 12 uh, just cuz like the Lils were like really in mm-hmm. and then that turned into um Q and then I started going by Q U E and then um I, for some reason it it metamorphed into question Mm. And so I, I was rocking Question for like a year or something like that. I was like, yeah, you know, my name is Question. Wow. It's very, very odd. Um, and then uh, somebody, <laughs> so, you know, the evolution times. And then um, somebody, uh, I think a homie in mid- middle school called me Quest. And he's like, hey, yo, Quest. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that sounds dope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Nas is my favorite. He like, he used to capitalize the N and the S. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to capitalize the Q, the E, and the S in my name to give it some, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> to give it some distinction because Quest is too, like, 
it's too much it's like too plain on its own and it's already a tribe called quest so i gotta like stand out right <laughs> so right my right. inclination was like well <laughs> you say my name you have to spell it like this with the capital q and the capital es and the es <laughs> i was giving everybody nightmares and i used to put the question mark at the end for a while that wow. was the thing um mm. and then i got rid of it it just started being quest so that's how quest came about that's how quest came about so so when were you when were you on the um, XXL magazine? Was that before Jermaine Dupri or after? Man, this was after. This is probably like 2014, mm-hmm. 2015, I want to say. Yeah. And and yeah. what was that about, that that whole – because there was there – was, okay, so talk to us about that. You were supposed to sign with Jermaine Dupri or <sighs> – Man, y'all, y'all going in. Okay, yeah. so this was before Double XL. So the Jermaine Dupri thing was around, like, fresh out of high school. So uh, getting out of high school, um, I was living on my own at the time, and <clears throat> I had a friend named Jonathan, God rest his soul, yeah. who basically was, um, he was like, yo, kid, you need to go and join this competition with Jermaine Dupri. He's hosting something. Mm-hmm. for his record label called Tag Records. And I guess this was like his new venture um, with Tag Body Spray. I don't know if... Yeah. You, so he had his own thing called Tag Records, and mm-hmm. he would go to 11 different cities, and he was picking an MC from every city. So hold on a second. I, I have a quick question, and maybe you can answer this for me, um, because I know Jermaine Dupree, also um, another rapper... Uh, that came through another show he did, and this was recently. Was 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 Lotto? Was big, oh uh, yeah, big Lotto. yeah, Big Lotto. Yeah, 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 Big Lotto. Yeah, I remember her being on there. But but talk about that. So you you go on this show. So I go. So I go to this um, club. I wasn't gonna go. Actually, I was painting my room blue. And Aww. yeah, I was like just <laughs> trying to paint my room. I was like seventeen, living on my own at the time. And um, I don't like this hoodie or whatever. And something in me was just like, yo, just go. And so um, my barber at the time, who's also my mentor, he sent his sister to come and get me. His sister got me, dropped me off to the barber shop. My barber drove like 60, 70 miles an hour to this spot. So wow. I was like one of the last people in line. I, must have, like, I was like number 45 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was like among 60 MCs. And so long story short, you had to, long story longer, you had to rap for 60 seconds without cursing. Uh-huh. And they had like the semifinalists and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I won that city. And um, Wow. Yeah. So, so how I, many people did you kind of beat out? So altogether, I think I beat out like 400 MCs. Wow. Because of that, I, I was I, I won in Miami, but then uh, there were 60 MCs in like 11 other cities, and so mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupri like personally chose me, and I was supposed to like go t- to uh, Atlanta and record with him, and you know do songs with him for a demo deal, and you know go from there. So yeah. that was that was the whole like Jermaine Dupri thing. Wow, that was so, like 2008. That was 2008. So what happened? It didn't go through. Um, yeah, so I think around the time he was, um, I, think, I think he, Tag Records had folded. I think him and um, 
he, he was having troubles with uh, Janet at the time, I think. Mm, oh, yeah, um, that's when he got that tattoo of her when yeah, she got married. Was, yeah, she a did. whole thing. And, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I I wasn't tripping. You know, uh, they gave me some money. I think they gave me like $11,000 $11, or something come like on, that. Come on, come on. You wasn't tripping? You wasn't nah, upset? You wasn't I, like, wait a minute. I was upset. I was upset. Don't get me wrong. Like I right. was upset from right. a standpoint of like, yo, this could have been an opportunity. Yeah. And I wish this would have went through. And you know what I mean? Like I, I was hoping that that would have been my opportunity because a lot of people were looking at me like, yo, this is your opportunity. Um, but I wasn't tripping as hard because um, around that time, that's when the blogs were popping. Mm. That's when and yeah. I, I yeah. remember I was on blogs early, but Drake had just started really being successful from blogs in a mm. way that hadn't been seen. Like I was following Wiz and um, okay. Currency and all these yeah, guys early yeah. on, like when they were dropping Flight School and, you know, going on. Like I was following all that stuff on Not Right, Two Dope Boys, 2007, 2006, 2008. So I was seeing Drake and I wasn't really paying much attention because I also watched Degrassi, so I really was Oh, like, yeah, Degrassi. So I was yeah, really not, I was really, yeah. like, playing him. I was like, yo, man, I'm, I know, like, this dude just got shot in season five. I'm not rocking with him. But <laughs> he, like, but he was rocking with Wayne, and he started popping on these blogs. And for me, it was like, okay, if I can get on these blogs and really start getting it cracking, then, you know, maybe this could be my way to expanding outside of just being in Florida. So wow. for me, it was like, okay, well one L, but one door closes, another door opens. Got and it. I had some bread so I could utilize it. Right, right. So so I want to go back because you, you said your friend was the one who um, kind of put you onto the competition and told you you should, um, you should join. Yeah. And you said, God rest his soul. Yeah. He passed. Yes, he passed, uh, give or take, I want to say, seven years now. Uh, yeah, I'll shade to him. So I guess you do have a story like Nas who lost a friend. Yeah. Now um you know, now I can relate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. I I just kinda wanted to do that. Okay, so so you do the Jermaine Dupri thing, you go through that, that doesn't work, you keep moving, you're connecting with the blogs. And at this time, top three favorite. Top three best rappers. At this time, it became Jay-Z, Nas, Lupe. Jay-Z, Nas, Lupe. Yeah, for uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. So Ja Rule's to the side, and we know why. Yeah, Jay- he's six, man. That's still my man. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? still like, your man. You but, know I mean? you know, you got Jay-Z. Who's first? Jay-Z, Nas. Jay-Z's first. Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's first. first. Yeah. And second, we got Nas. Mm-hmm. And then now you're getting more into Lupe. You're getting yeah, more Lupe. into to Lupe's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lupe was really like the the he he's the one. I feel like Lupe doing what he was doing at the time gave me the confidence to really say, oh, I can have a career doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much of Lupe's style would you say is kind of connected to your style? And the only reason I say that is because um, Lupe's sort of second. Uh, album that he came up with, you know, it was the one after what is it, Food and Liquor, yeah. um, the Cool, mm-hmm. the Cool. It kind of yeah. it kind of flows like you're watching a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I think about a lot of your quests 
you know, that whole Quest series, you know, that whole Quest album when you put out under Quest, a -hmm. lot of that kind of flows kind of in that same way. Was that the influence? Did you do that intentionally or was that something you were unconscious of, kind of? Um, No, for sure. It definitely influenced. Um, Around that time, Lupe was heavily influencing me um, from cadence to to flows to my approach um, to how I wanted to present myself. Like, I wanted to be just like Lupe for a very long time. Mm, um, uh-huh. I, I, I think Searching Sylvan was like, uh, I felt like Searching Sylvan for me at that point in time was kind of like a chess move. Mm. Like, there was an intentionality behind it. Like, I wanted people to, uh, I wanted people to feel like they knew who I was because I was, um, at that time, I was, taking advantage of an opportunity to capitalize on of on a fan base that I had been tapping into via logic for like three years. Mm. Um, so there was more intention behind it, but like Lupe definitely, you know, I wouldn't be able to do anything like that without hearing the cool. Without you know, hearing, hearing the cool, food, yeah. Yeah, or hearing yeah. food and liquor. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm, mm, mm. So you're moving right along. And at this time, you're 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 more than confident that you can do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're 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 actually in the process of doing it. And uh, what was your life like then? So stepping away from the music side of it, what was your day to day like? What was that like? What was that vibe for you day to day? I I think um, around this time. I was saying, like, right after Jermaine Dupree, going into the blogs, like, it was waking up, working, and going to the studio. So mm-hmm. I would work, like, odd-end jobs. I worked, like, at Outback. I, I was a manager. I mean, I was a, um, a janitor. Um, I mean, I think, like... <laughs> wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. You just said manager. Then you said janitor. <laughs> yeah, not a manager, a janitor. My bad. But I did do account managing at... Um, I love I it. Do a, I did do account managing at... Um, for like four months at this uh, home modification loan thing. It was it was really weird. doing like call center stuff. I think everybody goes to a call center thing. Uh-huh. Like had the whole thing for a while. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, a lot, just a lot of um, odd end jobs and going to work and just trying to like hustle these blogs. So I was hitting blogs with music, doing online presence for myself. I would do odd end shows. So like open up for guys like DMX. I was opening up for um, Wiz Khalifa and what was that Machine like Gun working Kelly. working opening for DMX? Oh man, it was rough, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I was wow. the first one on, so I got so I got off and skated. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everybody else after me, I don't know how they did, but I got on and it seemed like people were like, okay, yeah, he cool. I could rock with him. <laughs> but everybody else got booed, man. I felt oh, so bad for those guys. I man. know. My God. Can you imagine? Man. I remember my first DMX show. Oh, my goodness. Like, in the energy that DMX brings, insane. Like, in, yeah. it's, it's insane. It's otherworldly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how old were you when you were doing so, this? So, I was like 21, 20, 21, 22. I was, um... I was opening up for like Kendrick at that time, right when he was getting started. Yeah. Um, I was opening up for a lot of people around that time, um, back in Florida. So I was just earning my stripes and trying to get my um my name out and building my presence online. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, and working and working a job. And working and and going back. So when you were out at Outback Steak Steakhouse working, did anyone ever stop you and say, "Hey, Digo, <laughs> <laughs> Digo Quest"? Were you Quest at that time? Digo Quest. <laughs> I was. I was definitely Quest. I never got stopped at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like a. I think there were a couple instances where I would go a couple places and I'd get. I, I'd be like, yo, there'd be people be like, yo, man, you dope. I see you online. Yeah. But it was very few. It'd be very few and far between, though, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. They didn't know at the time. They didn't realize. They didn't recognize yeah. your greatness at the Blogs time. Blogs were taboo, man, so they weren't even. <laughs> the internet was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was really on... I, I was really like, yo, these blogs are gonna change everything. It's breaking, it's breaking through how music can get discovered. Yeah. But um, you know, Miami was just wasn't on that yet. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we're gonna. This is what I want to do right now. I kind of want us to pause for just a second. Um. Hmm. Mm. I I wanna. I, I'm gonna play a song that this song we used on one of our remix shows and this is when we were tapping into zen and uh we did a whole sort of series on this and really just helping everyone to understand that the world is not coming to an end but the world is coming to a zen um and this song oh my goodness i get chills every time i hear it like literally like no lie in my dying words, yeah, pure fire. So we're going to listen to this, and we're going to come right back, right back. Mm-hmm. And you know why I'm pausing, because I'm going to say it right. With Savan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to come back with the Renaissance lyricist, artist, <laughs> himself. <laughs> After this, so we're gonna we're gonna do this. Mhm, mhm. We're gonna let everybody just kind of check this out. So yeah. Hold on. Let me make sure. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get the right song, right? Yeah. I mean, hey man, you know. <laughs> there we are. Oh yes. Reenacting my favorites and adolescence, learning nothing less than forever. But you can leave a legacy, fuck it. I'll give it effort. These verses gave me a chance to believe in me. 
When all I saw was that around my city repeatedly It's 2012 and all I know is my father's feeding me lies I see it in his eyes, all he's trying to do is provide And I don't have the time, all I can do is focus and rhyme My competition's winning, this isn't what I envisioned, dog I need more, my love, young and impatient Don't want to leave this world without reaching my destination Excel ahead of the curve <laughs> We all just want our voice to be in her In our dark Family matters, I never got it with some rebellion. These are the times where I was careless. When niggas had me gas, I was coming off of 11 grand. Discussions of silence were coming to alignment. It's funny, at 17, on the edge of your dream, I don't hold a chip on my shoulder, but fuck it, Jermaine Apri, it's amazing, I see. Falling off of major proportions to figure out what's important. Me and my mother speak every day, the love is enormous. Progression from a time where arguments over money were cutting our family's ties. She's climbing the ladder of aging, that's why I'm sleeping. I hope she understands that it's more than personal wages. I hope she gets to see me be more than what she expected. Achieving everything that this visionary projected. Mother dearest, know that I've murdered your last nerves. I promise you everything in the world. And I die. Throwing caution to wind, now it's more than bargaining wins, I get bargaining sin. I had a check on my reality, plus the lack of salary. Really started fucking with my mentality. Time is waiting for no man. Here today, you're gone tomorrow. I start to question what I have to offer. What is a man if he can't provide for his fam? Does it signify who I am, but it plays a part of my insecurities? Plus, the statues keep glaring me. And the places I never thought I would ever be. Sitting moving cleverly, sick of all of the jealousy. Making up excuses for why these niggas ahead of me. I really need to let it be. I'm going through something. My woman's touches so heavily. Reminds me why. For this shit. I live my life for this shit. In my lowest stages, I still become a favorite. Could have been with ballers, but she picked the struggling artist. Don't mind me, I'm bitten. I'm concerned with all of these worries. 23, yeah, I'm young, but I'm still in a fucking hurry. A young man's sport, gotta make it before you 30. They getting younger and younger. Nobody's truly deserving this rail. I'm just giving you the truth in this song. Before I leave, David Copperfield, proof can be gone. I pray I do it all. Everything that I deserve, nothing less, since I take my last breath. And I die in words. Searching, searching, searching. I recall days sitting in Sunray, fourth grade, while heart patrons played on swings, slides, and chess games. I cried. 
dreaming of better days. Who am I? When my aunt passed, I didn't even say goodbye because I was so mad. Run away on his own path, searching, searching, searching. Who am I? Walking through Kmart, opening food without paying for it takes heart. No job, just searching. Astronaut thought, basketball sports, practice law talk, rapping's my source, and yet, who am I? Being on the quest to search and find can take time. Parallel lines between him and I can't cause us to collide, nor divide, but rather coincide. Doubts and clout will sprout throughout our brains to our lungs and our mouths as we announce and pronounce and shout what we're about. With dreams of having our own land, our own family, our own house, while searching within to bring it all out. Who am I? Am I me? Am I you? No, no. I am weak, and I am cute. Facts. Ah. <laughs> Standing ovation. Oh, yes. <laughs> For sure, brother. What's good, big brother? My guy, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Amazing, man. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. Standing ovation. Oh, Beautiful. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, you, goodness. you have to tell us what inspired this song. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, we used this song, and, and when I thought about this song on our, on our dying bed, our dying words, all, all I thought about was how many people found out they have extra brothers and sisters. You know how when a brother dying on the bed, they say, man, I got to tell you, I got, you got brothers and sisters out there I can tell you about when I was living, you know? And yeah. It's like, it takes so much courage, man, just to not only put like a, a masterpiece like that together, but what truly inspired this song? I need to know that. Thank you, man. Um, so I had this beat, I want to say maybe for three years before I even uh, got to this version. I wrote this song four times before I wrote it like this. And um, I want to say this is probably the last song I wrote for this project. And I was just thinking about all the things that I would have wanted to say if like, it was over tomorrow. You know, like all the things that I just wanted to get out. If this was like my legacy, my legacy amounted to like this day of writing this song. Like, what would I want to get out, and how would I want to, um, how, how would I want to, I guess, essentially express myself? And I just said everything that I felt in that moment, uh, everything that mattered to me the most. And then my man Mickey Facts. Um, I wanted him to kind of add some resolve because what I was saying was like very visceral. So there was like a very like, uh, it's a very personal relative story to myself. And I wanted there to be more of a universal appeal, some type of resolve that anybody could, could really clench onto. Um, and so he, I asked him if he could write a poem um, to just kind of give like a bird's eye view outside of just like my perspective and my viewpoint of what's right in front of me. Um, so that the listener could uh, basically apply it to their own life. So, of course, get get my story, but also uh, be encouraged to d- dig deeper into themselves about what life is really about and what they care about. Because, um, you know, we, it's, it's like 
I wanted to balance the duality between how I would feel in the moment right now if I died versus uh, the listener thinking about what they would want to have in their life and what mm. they would want to face before they died. You know wow. what I mean? Like hope. It's like kind of like br- bridging that thing between like acceptance and hope. Mm. So yeah, that's what I was really thinking about at that time when I wrote this record. Wow. Powerful, man. Yeah, powerful. That you. is so powerful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Brother Bilal. Yeah. This is this is so so amazing. <laughs> I, I wanna check in with you and uh Savant and see how we're doing on time. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I got I got some time. I'm good. I'm oh, cool. Oh, you good? I'm cool. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna definitely keep going, brother Bilal. Chime in whenever uh, Absolutely. you you want to chime in there. But I I, I want to keep going because you know we're we're at your top three. Top three, we got Jay Z, we got Nas, and we got Lupe. Top yeah. three. Now, let's fast forward. Do you ever get to meet any of your top three? Um, I met Lupe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like two times. Yeah, what was that um, like? The first time I met Lupe was like quick and fast. Um, I was in LA. Oh, I wouldn't say it was quick and fast. Honestly, it, I I was in LA. I was around Ski TV. Mm. Um, when it was like first coming up, and my boy Michael was like, "Yo, Lupe's gonna be here." And I was like, when is he coming? Like, I got to meet this guy. Right, and he's like, yo, right. he'll be here like three years from now. I mean, he'll be here three uh, be here three days from now. I had to go back to San Diego because I was living in San Diego, and I had to mail off these Searching Sylvan CDs. I had like 500 CDs I had to mail off. <laughs> so I was like packaging. I was spending like a whole day packaging Searching Sylvan CDs, mailing them off. And then I hopped on a train, went back to L.A. Right. to meet Lupe. So I was like, I got to meet this guy. And so I met up with, I, I, somebody introduced me. He was like, yo, man, there's a kid I want you to meet. His name is Sylvan. And Lupe was like, oh, yeah, you the one that be rapping real fast. And I was like, oh, word. Like, he's like, yeah, we be seeing you on the blogs, man. You so he knew thing. you and the blogs were working. Yeah, super wild. That was a real big um, moment for me. I, I think I still got the picture somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I was around, he was promoting Chess Twin Youth. Mm. And the second time I met him was three years later. Mickey Fax introduced me to him, like reintroduced me to him. And he was like, yo, this is my man, Sylvain LeCue. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know you. And then we were just chopping it up and politicking for a little bit. And I was on tour. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a break in my tour, and I was able to go and see him on his show mm-hmm. before I did my show in D.C. We were both in D.C. around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got a chance to meet. Did you ever meet Jay-Z? Um, no, I never met Jay-Z. I, I probably met every guy that Jay-Z has ever shouted out in a song, but I did not meet Jay-Z. I've met Emery. I've met, mm-hmm. uh, I met, um, Law. I met, uh, Tata, the infamous Tata, Jay mm. Brown. I met all those guys, but I didn't wow. meet, uh, I didn't meet Jay though. You didn't get to meet Hov. Let's talk about a little bit because you had an opportunity to be signed to Rockefeller Records. Right. Yeah. 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 How talk talk to us a little bit about that. How did that come about? And 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 what was the thing that you think sparked the attention? Because now you're getting the attention of those who you kind of look up to. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, so I think around searching Sylvan time to take it back before it even happened, uh, three years prior around searching Sylvan, I was touring a lot with, um, with logic. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was, yes. Logic. I was touring. A, I was touring a lot with him, like early, early on when he was like super ribbity, ribbity rat guy, oh, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was gaining a lot of that fan base. And when I left, um, when I left from around that, um, from around that camp, the first meeting I had was with Lenny S mm. over at Rock Nation. And, um, this is like 2015. And he was like, yo man, I'm gonna keep it a bean. Like you, you're very talented, but you're not high in these streets. And I was like, I respect it. <laughs> so he I, literally told you, you're not hot. You're not hot yeah. in these streets. And I love that. I love yeah. that, man. I've, I've sat with so many execs and it's just like, I got to do this whole thing about like I was like yo man I know what's going on you know but Lenny S told me exactly how I needed needed to hear it. he was like yo you're talented but you're not hot and I can't do anything with that I can't go to a board and be like sign this kid if he's if he's not making any noise and um I understood that and so for me I was like man you know I, I would want nothing more than to you know sign with Rockefeller or sign with Rock Nation you know Jay-Z is my favorite rapper and so um three years later I started making some noise and um how did you start making noise well best me was was really starting to make noise hey. and um <laughs> apologies in advance was was out and it was doing really well yeah and um uh there were like a few labels that wanted to uh that were like pretty interested like republic and a few other guys so i was having meetings and um but i didn't really care to like sign to a label unless it was going to be rock right um and i just remember around that time my manager brought me over the title mm. and I didn't know that title was in the same building as Rock Nation at the time. So mm-hmm. before I even met with title, uh, I'm meeting with like a, a meeting with a, I get a surprise meeting with law, which is like one of the, um, and nice over at rock and they asked me to play some music. So I'm playing music and I'm meeting like Tata and, wow. uh, and all these people. And I'm like, yo, what? Like, yo, you're Tata, <laughs> like Pat's burning the Tata. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> right. And, um, right. You know, he like I play them a few records, and they're like, uh, he's like, yo, man, send me the three songs you want me to send the hoes, and then let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I send the three songs I want, and then I'll never forget. I think I just released a song called 555. Mm. And, um, that 555 is, um, yeah, that was, that was, that, that's some um, pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> That that same day, um, my manager sent me a text from Hove to him, like, yeah, like we want to let's do this, figure this thing out, like let's, I want to do this with this kid, like let's get it going, let's get it going, Mm. and so like, you know, that's where it kind of stemmed from, and you know, we started doing the negotiations, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, like I'm gonna sign to to rock, you know, that was yeah for me, I wasn't gonna do a record deal, I was only gonna sign a J, right, yeah, and so. What happened? Because, you know, when I go back and I listen to 555, yeah. did you do that? It seemed like I couldn't figure out, like, was that before or after? Um, This was, like, before I got signed. This was... No, not before. Not before I got signed. Before um the negotiations started Before happening. the negotiations stopped. So was yeah. the 555 in response to Jay-Z's 444? Yeah, so I remember like I needed to do like. Oh, you you don't pull no punches, right? You come. <laughs> yeah, I needed to. Yeah, I needed to do a record that was gonna. I, I needed two things. Like I needed to get 
I needed to like submit my place. Like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to get this attention. Like I know the, I need to, I needed to finish the album. I needed to yeah. end it strong, but I also like had just had that meeting with rock. So got I'm like, it. Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it home. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to bring it home. So that was, that was me being like, right, yeah, I want to pay homage, but at the same time, like, Wow. So you how long did it album. take you to write 555? Was that one of those things that you said, I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to going to work the pen? Or did you already have the concept prior to all of this? I was flipping that sample he had from Marcy Me. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just kind of like, I was I just slowed it down and I just started humming. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, how do I want to end this album? Because I needed to end the album. I didn't have an outro yet mm. and I needed some type of resolve. So um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to create something that was going to be hopeful. Yeah. And so I think the song altogether took me like an hour to write. Wow. And then I, I, would, I produced it. So it took me like 30 minutes to produce. Wow. And then it took me like a couple hours to record. <laughs> and then I brought my boy in and he did some violins at the end. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Okay. So you, you're in negotiations with Rock Nation, things is looking looking sweet. And then what? Um, man, just divine intervention, honestly. Mm. Um, I was I was definitely on a high run at the time. I, I remember I went home and I did Florida Man, my grandmother had passed and wow. I created this mixtape called Florida Man and I dropped like oh no, it's all good. Um I um I uh I did like this mix this visual mixtape for like Florida and dedicated to my grandmother and it was really fun. I was having a lot of fun and um, I was smoking a lot and just doing a lot of ratchet activity. And um I was just really high off the fact that I was about to sign the rock. But um honestly I just kind of started paying attention to a lot of the red flags behind the scenes. Yeah. There was just certain things where I was like, Oh, this isn't gonna work and um the contract that I had in front of me, um versus what I knew I'm, I was going to need, mm-hmm. like, in order to, like, really not get things cracking, but in order for, like, my sanity, like, really understanding how I work and who I am as an artist, it wasn't aligning, it wasn't lining up. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had this discernment. It was, like, if I enter into this situation with the contract that I have in front of me right now, knowing all that I know, I'm not going to enjoy this process. Mm-hmm. Now, if this was, like, three, four years prior, right. yeah. Like, right. forget about it. Like, when I met Lenny S. at that time, yes. absolutely. Like, this is the time to do something like this. But um, what was in front of me, I, I, I knew how, how I work as an artist. Like, that was going to take a real huge toll on me. And so I tried to opt for a renegotiation and um, try, to do like a, try to do something that was a little bit more into my favor to where I can work how I want to work. And um, that just didn't work out. And so ultimately I was given the ultimatum of, you know, either we do the deal that's on the table or, you know, you can just stay independent. And I just decided to stay independent. Wow. That's so powerful. Intuition over intellect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, and I'll tell you, and and, and I want to talk to you about that. And I heard it was a lot going on for you at that time. Your grandmother had just passed away. Um, and I know that's a big influence in your life. So um, we're sending you Ashe and blessings to, to Grandma on that. You. You, you were smoking. You was kind of getting high. You was high off of where you was at. But I listened to, let me tell you, 
Dreams, dreams, dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm telling you, dreams, dreams, dreams just had me kind of like, I kind of sat back in my chair, crossed my legs, and just kind of was taken away on this journey. And I want to know, how much did relationships, personal relationships, play a role and what was happening, what was going on, too. Like, I, I, I hear the things about the contract and, and, and couldn't get the terms right, but I just kind of feel like it was something a little more deeper sort of kind of happening that also, you know, played a role in, you know, sort of kind of going that way as well. Did that, did that was it relationships also impacting you? Um. Yeah, I mean, at the time, um, my like my manager at the time was like super huge. was super tied in with rock, mm-hmm. and so like I kind of was like I thought it was gonna kind of be this like I know he wanted me to do what was gonna be best for myself. Yeah, and so like I felt like I had like this freedom to really choose, even though I knew he was really dedicated to rock. Um, right. In terms of like you know them being family. Um, he was going to be able to stand beside me, but also like I had, you know, my, my major friend, Noah, who I consulted with, who I always consult with, man, he's just like a, a great spiritual, um, a great spiritual partner. And I call him like my spiritual guru. Cause every time I want to like, every time I need to like yeah. tap in with myself, he's always going to give me like the discernment. Yeah. And I remember just being like, I remember having it in my mind being like, yo, I don't think I'm going to do this contract. You know, it was before, like, I opted for the renegotiation. I just was like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And I went to him, and he was like, yo, I literally had a vision where I was like, I don't think you're supposed to do this. Wow. And um, mm-hmm. He confirmed yeah, I, it for you. Yeah, I was sitting with it more, though. I didn't want to not do it. And that's why I try to tell everyone, like, because people think, like, um, that, like, yo, I did this, and I just took pride in it. And it wasn't something that I was, like, yeah, I'm saying no to rock. You know what I'm saying? You know who I am. Like, I wasn't out here like that. I was very right, much right. devastated. I was like, oh, I have to say no. Like, in my mind, like, this is what's mm. going on right now. This is what mm. I'm doing. I'm about to <laughs> turn this thing right, down. Right. Like, so, this is my dream. Yeah. So to you, and when I say a blow to you, do you think that's what sort of sent you on your spiral into your dark night of the soul? It was the beginning of it. I think what really sent me into the dark night of the soul was tour, going on tour. Oh, that was wow. going on tour after was what really like sent me on. Like I felt, I feel like rock was a blow. It was a huge blow and I hated it. I hated like how it was going down at the time. So I didn't have enough, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I didn't have enough confidence in, um, mm-hmm. in my decision making, but it was when I went on tour and um, I burned through like, I feel like 30 racks at that point. Whoa. And I was like losing, I lost like two really important friends in my life while being on the road with them. And um, so hold like on, just, when yeah. you say lost, are you talking about they passed away or lost as in the friendship was dissolved? The friendship was dissolved. Sorry. Was uh, it was it over money? Um, no, it wasn't over money as much as it was over um, just not. I guess just like not being in a position to be on the road, really. Um, mm. One friend was like a huge, 
like a, a huge um, friend of mine, and he was a rapper as well. And uh, I think like the opportunity was just kind of overwhelming for him. And we had like a, a huge blowout um, because of I don't want to put him on blast or anything, but it was because yeah. he was really going through something hard while being uh, on stage. And I think I think there was more going on with him in his personal life, but yeah. I guess the speakers blew out and he was just kind of like yelling at people and stuff. And yeah, you know, I, we had like a huge mis- miscommunication, and yeah. I told him to take a walk, you know, as a and in a sense of like, yo, blow off some steam. Yeah. And he took it as like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going off the off mm, the road. I got and you. we had we hadn't really talked till then. And then the other guy was like, um, you know, it was just a situation where like, it, it really went from it went from like, yo, I I think you need to leave because you know I don't think this job is suiting well for you to us having like a whole like like just a real like spat about. I don't even know what, you know, I think uh-huh. like we, to this day, I still don't even really know exactly um, where yeah. a lot of like, our, like the emotions came because it kind of felt like our friendship like just was ended over a miscommunication. And I wanted to like, you know, really yeah. like figure out what was going on, where things were coming from. Um, and it yeah. just like really, really wild, you know, while I was on the road and I was managing that, um, that tour as well. So it wasn't just the artists. Like I was, spending the money i was booking the talent i was talking to the to the uh agents and then i was going on a road and then i was getting off the road and getting airbnbs and you know so i was wearing like seven hats at once i was gonna say some real life shit for real this was a burnout and do you think some of the pressure from your camp came from you not taking that rock deal um, not necessarily. I think honestly, I put a lot of the pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. I think I was just very like, like when I look back at those situations, like I could have made decisions that were just more in line with what I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't need to put so much on my back. I didn't have to gotcha. go on a road. You know what I mean? I could have, you know, canceled tour and maybe did like five dates. I didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know, bring as many people as I brought on with me. I didn't have to do, make all the decisions that I, that I made. Right. If I had, I had more discernment, but I was so like, no, we're, the tour is out. We already released it. We got to do this. We got to do that. Right. And um, I, I just went forth with it. You know, I didn't. Yeah. And you yeah. hit burnout. And so yeah. did you burn out on the tour? Did you feel that dark night of the soul coming in while you were on tour? I, <laughs> I was I was starting to feel it maybe. I was burning out on tour, but I felt it right as I got off. Like when I got off like a month in, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do anything, you know, mm. and that was the time to like really figure out what was next. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. I, I just wanted to stay in my room. Mm-hmm. We went on tour in Europe, uh, maybe like a few months later, and that was really beautiful. But yeah, I, where'd you I didn't go? Want to do where'd you go in Europe? Where you we went to we went to Amsterdam, Paris. Okay. Um, we went to Berlin and we went to London. Okay. And I that was really beautiful. For a while, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amsterdam is wild. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to do anything though. I, I was. You was just I burnt was, out. You was just burnt yeah. out. And so how was it working with Logic? Um, you know, Logic brings a lot of power, too. So how was it, you know, being on tour with Logic and, you know, being in, in, in sort of the midst of that? 
it was surreal. Um, it was my first time really encountering uh, fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like I, I saw this guy who was, you know, part of the Double XL freshman, and he he was selling yeah. out. You know, he was selling out um, venues, and I was just really observing. I, I really thank him for allowing me to just sit and observe. You know, because I got to see what it was like to be an artist that signed to a record, you know, record label, and what you had to go through and what you had to encounter. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of that was just very, like, student. Like, I was just a fly on the wall. Um, yeah. I really learned a lot about how you had to treat your fans and the art of uh, making your fans first and making them dedicated to your story and, and passionate about who you are. Um, I, I attest all that to Logic. I mean, I, to this day, I don't really know anybody who works harder than him. Yeah, yeah. He's, wow. a, he's a really hardworking guy. Hardworking, that's powerful. Yeah. So you get back, you find yourself getting sucked into <laughs> the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Tummy ache and all feel like a whirlpool is trying to suck you in. And yeah. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Um. So the first thing I do is start cleansing because I was feeling really terrible at that time, like physically. So I always say, man, if you hit rock bottom, you know, start with your physical health. Because mm. at least if you can get out of bed, then you can figure out what's next. Mm. You know, like, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it's <laughs> yeah. just a bare minimum, like, That's right. you know, so I, I just started cleansing and um, just kind of trying to clear out, like, the smoke that I was, you know, I was smoking all the time. So I, I was just trying to cut back and um, started meditating, mm-hmm. um, which, I, which I hadn't really done up until that point. And what and year was, are we at now? Yeah. It's like 2019, give or take. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of watched some of this journey from a distance <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. I could read your energy, and uh, that's when I would send you those little notes and just kind of, you know, kind of like your pictures. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're meditating. You're kind of going on this, like, spiritual journey, and... Yeah, I'm, I'm meditating. Um, I started doing more yoga. Um, I was reading more. I was like picking up, uh, I was picking up books. I was picking up like the autobiography of a yogi and Mm -hmm. books about self-realization. And I was hitting the self-realization garden in in Malibu in uh, California because I was living in um, Santa Monica at the time. Yeah. And uh, just being more inquisitive about uh, my my natural state, um, understanding that I was a spirit, uh, just being more inquisitive about my decisions and where I was going and trying to find like some real inner peace. Yeah. Yeah, um, because, you yeah. know, for a person that just just think about it this way, a person like you to just sit back, like I'm going to write some songs and then all of a sudden, boom, you take off. It It is very um, more technical than that. So you went on this spiritual quest and you started to... Um, start going within, which, you know, others may think this is an easy task, but it wasn't easy to just do that, was it? Nah, not at all, man. <laughs> I always say, people say, yo, like, it's funny, man, like, when people talk about spirituality and they yeah. automatically have, like, this positive, um, you know, or this positive or this uh, higher than thou Mm-hmm. Uh, outlook and I'm like yo man it's just kind of ghetto dog like you start realizing like all the yeah. wild shit that's going on that's in you right. and like the waves of like depression and trauma and like, like this shit is like crazy as hell like 
Like, there's nothing pretty about this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit yeah, is classic. Like, it is ghetto. Yeah, it's just ghetto as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah, keep it in that, that awakening, that kundalini doesn't always feel good, like I tell people. Oh, <laughs> yo. My, my kundalini awakening popped in 2020, mid-2020. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, my third eye popped and my head pressure just started. And that's when it really was like, that's when it got like. That's when it became gangster. I've always feel like it's like. I always feel like spirituality is like composed of two avenues, and that's tools and toys. Mm. And you can decide where you're starting at, yeah. but it's always gonna come back to tools. So it can be like tools that you're using to get to like get yourself to the next place because you're feeling really terrible. That's and right. then you go through like your awakening, and then you, it becomes like a toy because it's like, wow, I'm, I'm loving like life. Or you can start how I started, which is like, oh, meditation, you know, like, this is so great, all these toys. And then your kundalini hit, and it's like, oh, I need to do the real work and start doing shadow work in my, and examine my beliefs and, you know, rip myself apart and really, like, creep into my ego yeah. so that these can become actual tools that, like, benefit me in the long run. Mm-hmm. So this shit is really just out of control. Like, I don't really have any real... <laughs> I, I right, no, right. Like I have no solace for this shit. Like I'm in the I'm in the thick of it. Well, like, I'll tell you, you know what, I mean? what what is so wild about it because I remember this time. I remember looking at uh, some of your posts and just kind of seeing your energy from you know some of the things you were posting around that time. But here's the crazy part: um, you became awareness aware of your awakening, but you were already awoke. And yeah. a lot of people have, and, and we know this because they tell us this, that listen to the show, it's your music that have brought them into their awakening. Yeah. Now, isn't that crazy? Like, they're listening to stuff that you have already put out, and it's bringing them into a different level of their consciousness, of understanding who they are, you know, from, you know, all of your songs for In My Dying Words. Like, look at that song. It talks all about everything. Who am I? You know, knowing who you are, knowing about your purpose. You know, um, all I want to do is be be the best me, you know, all, all of these lyrics and everything that you have and all of your music really speaks to sort of that higher consciousness. Yeah. So this is why I say you were, You've been conscious since you've been since you've been eleven years old. Been hanging in them streets taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you've been conscious. Now you're aware of your consciousness. So we have these moments of of, of awakening throughout the process. And you're going through this dark night of the soul. I don't want to lose the point here, but you're going through this dark night of the soul and you're going through this. What are you thinking at this time about your life and your music? Because many people um, have been faced with what they call the dark night of the soul, um, of being at that place of coming, you know, coming, coming in that connection of your inner self. What are you thinking about your career, about who you are and what's next for you or, or, or what's not next for you? Um, just a lot of inner turmoil, honestly. Mm. Um, cause I remember like at that point, like rock was division. Mm. So it was like, 
once that wasn't the vision anymore um and i said no to it like it was like okay well there's clearly something else that matters more to you than just this thing that you've been fixing. but you didn't really believe that though did you? i mean you said it but <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to imagine yeah like I didn't, you said it but how easy was it to say uh it's something you know because we say that oh yeah I, and I we mean, know it is but i'm saying at that time could you really grasp that concept no not at all i mean it, it it was kind of like a rude awakening, mm. you know, like I didn't want to accept that, but I had to, cause I said no. Right. So it's right. like my, my decisions didn't make, uh, for the longest I was depressed cause I couldn't understand my decision. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. I, couldn't under, I couldn't understand what I chose. I didn't get it. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am mm. I not mm. just walking into this like situation and getting my pick with Jay-Z and throwing up this rock sign so I can, Right. Walk into this destiny, you know what I mean? Yeah, so now um, I understand what you're saying. Like, some people thought you did it, like, you thought, yo, yo, F them. I ain't doing yeah, that. But it wasn't like, that kind of decision for you. It not wasn't. at all. It was like, it was every red flag. It was like, it's like, I mean, not to compare myself to Jesus, because I'm not trying to. But well, like, why not? Why not? Well, I mean, I mean, so, well, so you know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye I, 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 did it. He did a whole Bible. <laughs> he, yeah, he did. He showed us it. Shout out to Ye, man. Great Shout musician. out to Ye. I love Kanye. <laughs> but it really is like the, you know, when Jesus is like, yo, why have you forsaken me? Because it's like, yo, bro, like, you know. But it's like, Jesus, like, right when he wept, right before he was getting caught, because he knew what time it was. It was like, yo, man, you know you about, you know, this is part of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, tomorrow you're about to get on this cross. You got to go through it. You already knew what time it was. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, it's kind of like that. Like, 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 what, like when, when I was about to make the decision, it was, it was because I, like, I had, like, 27 red flags in my face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, well, you are you going to do it? you couldn't ignore yeah, it. You couldn't ignore it. Yeah. I was hot. I was pissed. I'm like, bruh, like... <laughs> Damn! Well, now, like right now, like I'm here. I'm like it's a no. It's like, but no, dog. But no, dog. But no. And and it's not to say like it's nothing against rock. It's just like for me as a person, like knowing how I am. And and at that time, so so here's an impeccable question. Let's say you get a call tomorrow. Yeah. It's rock again. Yeah. They got the terms right. <laughs> yeah. You consider it? Um, probably not. Ooh, you wouldn't even consider it. Um, probably not. I I think um. Mm. Tell I us think, why. I think, yeah. Because I think I think um. I think with Rock, it it was as I as I started learning more about it, it wasn't really about Rock as much as it was about me. Got it. Um, and I think, like, I wanted to – what's the word I'm looking for? I wanted to see – and I, I felt like I needed rock in order to be who I am as a person. Wow. And be what I wanted to become. And wow. um, I realized, like – part of me realized that had I really, like, fulfilled that destiny, I would have, like, attached a lot of my worth and what I'm, and what I'm capable of to, to them. You know, because yeah. I believe that I needed them in order to be what I needed to be. Got that it. was what my relationship was. And um, as I started uncovering and doing a lot of the work, it was like, oh, this you, you didn't want to sign it a rock. You just kind of wanted the validation. And you really love Jay-Z. 
If anything, you just want to have a conversation and get your pick off and for him to tell you that you're nice. I love it. You know what I mean? At yeah. your core. Like, yeah. but you didn't really want to, like, do, like, the whole be in cahoots with, yeah. you know, this company and do this whole thing and, you know, play the whole, like, diamond in the air thing. Like, lovely, you know, but it, it wasn't about that. It um, wasn't. A, it was so much more deeper than that. Yeah, very deeper. So now, top three. Give me your top three now. Um, Jay-Z, you know. <laughs> He's um, still at the top. Still at you know, the time. He's, he's the nicest. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, trust you know, me. I, I love me. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm an unbiased man. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what I go through, which, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm keep it nice. Quality. I'm keep it a bean. All right, let's just let's keep it a stack bundle. You know, um, Jay Z is still in my top. Us, uh, Jay Z. Um, honestly, man, uh. <laughs> I'm going to go with my same. Yeah, Jay-Z, Nas, Lupe, man. Um, Feel the same. Jay-Z, Nas, Lupe. Okay. Yeah, man. I don't think too many people can rap better than Lupe. Okay. Yeah, Lupe is... is Just on a technical yeah, standpoint. Yeah. There, there's not too many who's... Um, Who would you want to do a collab with right now? Um, Christopher Martin. Mm, why? Yeah. Um, I've always respected his pen. Mm-hmm. I think his songwriting abilities have always been great, and he knows how to touch yeah. um, that human part of yourself that you don't know how to really uh, say out loud, but you say to yourself every day when you wake up. So why not Jay-Z? Why not Nas? Why not Lupe? Um, uh, it's not like that <laughs> I don't want to work with them, because of course, absolutely I do. But I think um, I just really love, I, I really love Christopher Martin as a songwriter. Got it. I love I love Jay Z and Lu, and Lupe and these guys, of course as songwriters, but more as lyricists first. Yeah. Like I respect them as rappers and as wordsmiths. They are top elite, elite, elite. So uh-huh. when I when I'm thinking about going in the studio and making a song, like right. I I want to work with Christopher Martin. Mm. I wanna I wanna know what that pen is like. I wanna know yeah. how. Yeah. Spoken nope. like a true renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. I love it. I love it. So powerful. So powerful. Wow. Wow. Any other collabs that you would like to do? Someone um, that's alive or someone who's no longer with us at this time? If you could go back and pull somebody mm-hmm. from the past to collab with, who would it be? Um, that's that's uh, no longer with us, or yes, just in general. Yes, no longer with us. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, someone who's no longer with us. Uh, I I'd like to see what. I guess I'd like to see what a um. What a Michael Jackson <laughs> collab would look like. Yeah. 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 I just feel like I that. Could that. I, I, could I would just want to. Yeah. I would. You know. I I'd want to feel like. Like I want, I would want to be in like his Earth song bag, Ooh, you know, like when yeah. he's doing like that, you know what I mean? Like mm, those records where it's like yeah. uncomfortable to listen to, but oh, it's so yeah. it's so real. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think like yeah, definitely Michael Jackson. Uh, I think Kurt Cobain would be cool. Ooh yeah, Kurt Cobain. Um, yeah, I'd like to hear him on something a little bit lighter. Mm. So I feel like he never got a chance to really dig into. Um, I I feel like he was re- like just looking at him. He was a very. Uh, a very sensitive soul, and I felt like he never got to find his like light mm. outside of like his own darkness. And I felt like there was a we never something got to see else the other there. Side we of never that. got a chance to see the other side. Yeah, yeah, we never got to see the other side of that. So yeah. I would have liked to see what 
we could have done that would have been like really light. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those would probably be my two for sure. Mm. Okay, okay. Maybe a Bob Marley, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bob Marley would be great. <laughs> yeah, Bob Marley mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm just having my own moment here. Forgive me. (laughs) I'm having my own moment here. Like so much of, I I, want to see what's next for you because I'll I'll tell you one of the things that I, um, I, I, I didn't hear you mention this name and I don't think anywhere I've heard you mention this name, Mm -hmm. but when I say childish Gambino, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about just his artistry as a whole? Um, Childish is fantastic, man. Uh-huh. I mean, um, uh-huh. I, I was a big like cul-de-sac fan. Uh-huh. Um, I was a big like because the internet fan. I mean, I, I really I love all of his albums, and um, I love his dynamic. His able to be at, um as dynamic as he is. Yeah. Um, Third Rock I mean, from yeah. the Sun. Yeah, man. Writer, I mean, you know, producer, you know, uh, his music. Do you think that there's a part of you that will bring back sort of those stories? <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, like that. That's kind of been like my my next like real testament is um. I mean, my next real test has been um. I think just adding more and and taking more out of the arsenal. Uh, that I kind of locked away. So I think once rap became the thing for me, um, I focused like intently on being like a top MC and submitting myself as like one of the best rappers. And mm-hmm. I kind of like blocked out uh, anything else that I was like purely interested in. And just and so, solely focused on that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like now as I like uh, gear up to get back into like creating, like, this next album and figuring out what else I want to, like, focus on. Because I'm at that point now, too, where, like, creating albums aren't really a hard thing for me. Right. Um, So I don't have to put as much uh, time, not necessarily effort, but time into, like, figuring out how I'm going to create this album. I just need to have a different process with it. Mm -hmm. So now it's more for me about, like, okay, well, what are the other things that you're that you may have not paid a lot of attention to that you want to implement into like real life. Cause at my core, I'm a storyteller. At oh, my core, yeah. I'm a narrative, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a narrative person. Like, mm-hmm. so how can I express that? How can I bring that out more? And that's been like my real, my real question mark, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would like to add to that title, a global healer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a yeah. healer, you know, so much comes from your music of who you are, um, you know, and all of those things that are beginning to come forth for you. You know, I, I, I really think you haven't even scratched the surface of of what is to come. So here's what we're going to do. I want to go ahead and I want to play. I want to play uh, this song. Um because I don't really think you have a, I don't think you have, hmm, well, I will say this. You've impacted people I'm sure you have no idea of. <laughs> 
Uh, I know that for sure because this definitely played a big role on impacting us here on Planet Remix. Um, But I want to play this song real quick. We're going to come back and maybe we'll take some questions um, from you guys out there listening. So we're going to play this song. I'm going to get ready to play one of my favorite um, from Savon. And that is Selfish. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So let's dive into this. Let's get into it. Yeah. Live on Planet Remix, you guys. Mm. How do I not know that I'm first? I put all my effort into everyone except the one who comes. Aim to please, I got what you need. Don't reject me, I need validated words. Validated words. Spread me thin, love to see you win. Pray to God for the better of the world. Ah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I care about everybody else. Yeah. I should make you kind, baby. I need to make time for myself. I know, I know, I know, I know. I worry about everybody else. I should make you kind, baby. I need to make time for myself. Mama on my phone, like, boy, you need to focus on yourself. Focus on yourself, man. Work out proper, eat more veggies, drink more water. Tomorrow's my promise for yourself. Promise for yourself, man. I'm exactly this my last time I'm relapsing. Nerf been happy, potions don't have Right there, you guys. That was, of course, Yvonne LeCue. 
and selfish and definitely our very special here on Planet Remix, you guys. Check him out everywhere. Um, all the details are going to be down um, in the show notes. And his music is available. You know, definitely you guys can go to YouTube as well. Hit him up as well as iTunes, everywhere you can find music. And also go to Savant, uh, com and definitely check him out on Spotify. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Millions of hits there worldwide. Um, yeah. So you ready to take some calls? Let's hear from the people. Yeah, man. See I'm what's going on. See what's going on. 512-605-9794 is the number to call. Press 1 when you get on the phone line so we know that you are there. Um, as well, we'll check in with Clubhouse and maybe take a few um, as well. So if you have a question, come on the phone lines. Press 1. Let us know. And then also... Um, yeah, we're going to check you guys out on um, on Clubhouse as well, too. I got to I gotta remember all the places we at, where we at. So let's start on Clubhouse. We're going to start here. Um, you guys press 1. You want to come on. You want to ask a question. You can raise your hand and come on upstage. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Let me get it. Let me get it. All right, DA is in the house. Welcome on into Astro Magic, DA and Planet What's Remix. <laughs> going on? How's everyone doing, Brother Bilal? Good, brother. How you doing, brother? I'm um, excellent, Savon. I found out about you through Miss Blue. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Real talk. I learned something new and I got some more music to check out so it might be old for you but it's going to be new for me that's what it's about I knew nothing about Quest at all <laughs> dumb as a rock so I'm on now <laughs> that's what's that let's go it's love thank you but when they was but, but, but when they were talking about collabs right I would love to hear a Savon B.O.B. collab wow man B.O.B. I'll tell you something that's really crazy, right? So I'm a I'm a huge B.O.B. fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, been to three, three or four different concerts, right? This past Halloween, well, it was October 17th. It was my daughter's birthday. I'm at Six Flags with the kids. Guess who I run into? B.O.B. Just out of the blue. Uh, but it was really cool, man. But I would love to hear Savon B.O.B. collab. Yeah, man, I wouldn't be opposed to B.O.B. Club. I mean, that's a legend. B.O.B. is definitely a legend, man. Um, and and high, high, not really talked talk about in, in statute, man. He's, like, I feel like what he's done, you know, for all of us kind of has been, like, has, re- has really been, like, more transformative than we kind of give off. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's been really consistent for a very long time. Most definitely. If, if no one has heard the elements, uh, album, well, the Element series, check it out. Seriously, good, good listen. I'm gonna check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna hold up everybody else. You know what okay. I mean? But like, yeah, this is yeah. this is really cool. That was great, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming up, DA, and uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank uh, you so much, DA. For real, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Look, we're gonna bring up 
the next person, if I can bring him up, is it Vontae? Uh, oh, Vontae was popping, hello, kid. Hello, 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 hello. What up, Vontae? <laughs> it was good, good kid. Good everyone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, um, to moderate it, thank, thank you for this room. Listen, I'm always excited to see Sylvie getting his flowers, no matter what's going on in the world, what's going on in his life. So I just appreciate the heck out of this room. Thank um, you. Of course, thank you, thank you. Um, so, Silver, my question is for you. I know that you are, you know, still up and coming artist, and um, this may take some money. So, is there any way we could get Florida Man on vinyl? You don't got to say yes. Ooh. Like you can blink your eyes three times. Mm. You times. I can do it myself, but just like, I know that's I'm, right. I'm from South Florida, and like coming to the album release party, like like I told you, like this, that, that album really hit home. Yeah. Absolutely. Yo, Vontae, first off, you the one, not the two, man. Thank you for real. I appreciate you, dog. <laughs> for real. Let's just, let's just get that out the way. Um, yeah, Vontae, a legend, man. The, the one, not the two. So thank you for everything you, um, you've done for us and for the city, man. Um, I can, you know, I could probably get that done. It probably would be limited, though. It could probably be like 100 max. But I could get that. I could get that going for sure. I don't think that should be an issue. I mean, you don't even have to get a hundred max. You could do a one of one, and then just you know, give it to your boy, and then you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll take care of the rest, right? <laughs> I love it. Like, thank, like again, thank you for that project. Like, you introduced me to so, so many of my new favorite rappers. Like, yeah, no, like that project. In, in addition to everything else, but that one for me, that one yeah. hit home. So just thank you for that. And no more apologies to demo, like the cover oh, art. Oh, like, yeah. We have to get into your cover art game, but I'll, I'll let somebody else cover that. I'll let somebody else cover that. <laughs> <laughs> man, I appreciate you so much, Vontae. For real, dog. Thank you, man. Mm. I, I'll get on that. I definitely will. Mm, yeah. Thank you for coming up, Vontae. Wow, it hit on some good things, and uh, something we didn't talk about was some of your projects and things that you have worked on, um, and you have a lot of vinyl that's out there right now, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I think um, Searching Sylvan right now is sold out, so mm-hmm. I think we're, we're thinking about possibly getting a few more um, pressed up this next, uh, I want to say September, because we're approaching the eight-year anniversary. And then um, apologies in advance, uh, the vinyls are still up for sure. Wow, wow. That's good stuff. That's definitely good stuff. Wow. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I know you came, and I have kept you well past our agreed and appointed (laughs) appointed time. Um, I am pleased. And I know, and you you have done that. I, I truly will say definitely one to watch um you are definitely on the watch list and um wow this this has been amazing and i thank you so much for coming and giving your time to us when if i could say this i just want to ask when can we expect or what can we expect next from Um, Mm-hmm. So I don't know about when necessarily <laughs> yet. 
I'm not gonna hold you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna. But no, no, no. It, it, I mean, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I'm working. I'm working on an album now. Um, I think right now I'm just trying to get all my like ducks line in a row. Gotcha. Uh, I'm starting a label. Um, wow. Like a few other things that I'm trying to get like equipped. Uh, I, I feel like th- this time I've been. I feel like this time has been like a from like apologies till now. Like mm. I've really had a lot of time to just kind of think about what I how I want to move forward. Um, mm-hmm. Like I released a few projects. Like I released like the Young Sylvan series, like yes. uh, mm-hmm. which were like the EPs, but that was really me kind of u- using my platform to address a lot of my traumas yeah. and like my anger and resentment. Mm-hmm. And so like I've done a few things like, you know, the apologies demos and whatnot, yes. but this is really, I feel like now I'm kind of at a space where I'm like, all right, well, what do you, not just what do you want to do, but like, how do you want to like, you know, express, how do you want to express yourself moving forward, not just in your music, but right. in all facets, your business, how you move, um, what your legacy, um, what you want your legacy to be, mm. how you want to influence and help other people. Right. So I kind of, I'm in that bag right now. You got know it, what I mean? Got it, yeah. Um, so I would, I don't know. I don't know what you can expect and I don't mm. know when you can expect it. I love it. I love I'm that answer. It a bean. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping it a bean. I ain't got nothing for you. I'm gonna get... <laughs> I ain't really got much I for you. I love it. Love it. Yeah, just being honest with you. Mm. Yeah. As authentic as it gets. Yeah, I'm trying. You know what I mean? Like That's if I trying. if I had something, I'd let y'all know. I'd be the first one. I'm a hustler, but I ain't <laughs> I ain't got it on me. Uh, well, so much yeah. love is coming from all corners, from the phone lines, from. Uh, the Blue Room, which is over on YouTube, and of course with everyone here um, on Clubhouse as well. Uh, you know, we 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 definitely will be here anytime you want to come back. Consider this to be your home. Come back, share anytime. We can get into it. I really wanted to talk to you about those name changes, but we didn't get into that. We will, you know, we we will say some stuff for another time, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, because I want to I want to talk to you about that. I, I know it's a big story behind that, but we'll 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 rap about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll talk about it. And uh, I just want to tell you, I thank you so much. And uh, yeah, this has been amazing uh, to be able to be here and to share this journey. And you come on and really you drop so many gems, you know, to really let us in in your world and your process to get to know you, you know. And, and still you're 31. Yeah. No, that's a lot of light. That's, that's a, lot of light. a whole yeah. lot of light. <laughs> a lot of light, man. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I appreciate it. Real. Like, I, I, I really don't take um, platforms um, for granted when it comes to giving me a space to speak and um, just mm-hmm. kind of like express my truth and be authentic because, you know, God knows, like, I'm not the best at just being like, let me get on the mic and, you know, start talking. So mm-hmm. to be able to have a platform where um, I'm being encouraged to uh, answer questions and to speak and um, be more vocal, I really do appreciate it. So thank you guys for real. Uh, well, thank you. Absolutely. We definitely thank you for coming and, uh, uh, you know, being mm-hmm. here with us on Planet Remix. We love you. I know the fam will be reaching out. We're here to support. Um, yep. Anytime you want to come through, know those cosmic doors are always going to be open. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep this thing moving. Well, blessings and love to you. want to say thank you so much for helping us kick off 2022. You are definitely going to be 
listen, I'm just well, telling you. Just say y'all. <laughs> just say. Just go ahead and say you were here first. You know. Oh, yeah. Just go. <laughs> say you were here first. Y'all may want to get over there and 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 go on. You know, uh, Savon Lacuse, go to his YouTube page and say you were here first. You know, yeah, you were you were here man. first because this <laughs> is a whole new era. Uh, that we're stepping into and I know you're going to be leading the forefront so I thank you my brother we love you we are always here if you need us and uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here so peace and love everyone I'll shade to the ancestors and don't forget to download 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 leave a comment if you're new joining us over here on Clubhouse um, you know we invite you to take that stroll all the way up to the Green Monopoly House Click that button, and uh, so anytime we open up the room, you'll be able to come in. Make sure you connect um, with Savon. Y'all know I want to say something else, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did good tonight. I'm yeah, you doing did my did. best you really did. Uh, to make sure uh, that um, I really, really, really get it right. Um, because I, I I just love your work and I love everything you're doing so much. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so we're going to get out of here. Peace and love, everyone. Peace and love. And, yeah, we got to leave with our all-time, the best me. Like, I wake up to this. I go to sleep to this. You know what I mean? Sometimes I find myself just driving to this. This is the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Step slow, think slower. Cause people let it judge when they barely even know you. Let me say that again. I said slow, think slower. Cause people let it judge when they barely even know you. When I was seven, used to rock soldiers. Hot boys said it pop in front of noise. I need a project chick from the corner. Cause I had a friend, she was like 10. Even then I used to buy blow pops from the corner. Valentine cost milk money by the corner. That's why I was dumb girl, 10 by the fit. 20 pump sticks, condoms, and recorders. Fucking out of spite, kind of sort of. Got engaged, now I'm thinking about a daughter. Spend a lot of time even though I can't afford it. Please keep it coming with the brown water. Please. Back when I had plans to be in hope, going for a change for the quarter waters. When I was naive to these things, I really want to follow what my heart shares. Money ain't a thing till it's not dead. Bitches ain't shit till you need a queen. Niggas all the same till you meet a king. You know what you need when you're dead broke. You know what you want when you see the dream. All I want to do is be the best of me.
wanna do is be the best of me. All I wanna do is be the best of me. All I wanna do is be the best of me. Best me, best me. Step up in this bitch like. Woo. Look at what the cat tracked in. Used to call my crushes on my mama's house phone 13. Yeah, me thought I had it bad back then. I'ma be rich as fuck. Let me bring them racks back in. Had to keep me motivated in a city full of traders, drug dealers, blood killer, keep it all fashion. I'ma be my own captain. Robert Frost theory, nigga never had theory. Thank God for the vision I was brought back then. No new phone, I'm just almost all the hacks, my friend. You ain't added to my life, then you subtracting. You ain't gotta hit my jacket, put the buzz back in. Nigga, hold the phone. Caught up in a late night, can't stay for the day, ma. Had to catch a red eye, bigger stay flies. 2020 tunnel vision through the hate mind. Intuition got me feeling like Draymond. Circumstances I've been slipping over fake knives. No patience, but I think I think too much. Still, I think I lack confidence. Still, I think I want prominence, dominance. Good lies, you get common sense, but that starts with me. All I wanna do is be the best me. All I wanna do is be the best me. All I wanna do is be the best me. All I wanna do is be the best me. Best me, best me. 